0: Six Pack out I want to give a quick shout out to our partners, the strength guys in this app that we have. It can be found at positionsofpower.programs with an S dot app. And the strength guys who coach people like Taylor Atwood, have you heard of him? He's pretty good. Uh, they've had several world champions Several national champions. And uh, I mean a laundry list of records. National records. World records have been broken. Etc. But they have an app. With their elite level programming. Available video tutorials. Uh, I mean the whole nine. It's one stop shop. Once you're in here. There's a discord where they're doing video review of your lifts. um, To get all your lifts analyzed. So you get elite. Level programming and coaching for twenty nine ninety nine US a month. Positions of Power dot programs dot app. Go there and get yourself started. <laughs> okay, it's six pack lap at that. This time, uh Rory Lynch is back, the Lynch pin, and we got um a breakthrough star of 2021. Brendan Petrie, my man, how you doing?
1: I'm good, I'm good. Thank you guys for having me on. It's uh it's a pleasure to be here talking with y'all. So dude, excited. thank you
0: for coming on. We were talking before you came on, actually. Um mm-hmm we were taking a look at the open powerlifting and like you're a first off, I don't know if a lot of people know this. You were a 10 year vet at the game, 10 years, almost to the day, my man, in January, it's your 10 year anniversary. That's insane.
1: (laughs) It's, um, it's weird because like I started, I started in high school and I did have no clue what the hell (laughs) powerlifting really was. Um, throwing on like, wraps and throwing on like a suit and like everything like that and then leaving high school and for me to take that break away from it and then for me to like come back to it where it's like raw powerlifting and like powerlifting is like the actual thing It's not just something that I'm forced to do because I have to do powerlifting and track as far as like um when we're not doing football like we have to do those things like in high school it was mm-hmm. like we were like it was like more forced upon me than like me wanting to be a part of it so it's pretty cool like being one lifting waist this long and then um actually being in like the powerlifting atmosphere for like so long. It's kind of cool. It Seeing is, the rise in it.
0: Yeah. Like, like the difference between not only were you in equipment, but in 2012, 2013, 2014, like this is before, you know, the, all these massive streams, like all, all these events now are streamed all over the world. This is before um, Instagram and before, like even the YouTube channels were mass. I'm sure there were some YouTube channels, but nothing. Powerlifting in general on social media was like this was before Candido. If he was doing his thing, he was just starting to do his thing. Like this was this is way the fuck back, man. 2012, <laughs> man. This is like it was a different era. It, it like there, there was no you, you were around, and it was like sherry sure shit. No king of the lifts and nothing like that. Like we didn't have our media outlets established podcasts and shit like that. It was Not just,
1: yeah, it was a totally different world, man. It, yeah, no, it was like, like I said, even back when I was doing it, I didn't really, it, there was no like continue on. It's like, I'm here in high school doing this. Like I'm powerlifting, but I just always love lifting weights and I love being strong. And then it's like, all right, well, after high school, cool. Like I'm going to keep this on. Like I still love doing weights and I still like love you know displaying my strength. And then all of a sudden I started realizing that, oh, like there's meets around here. Like there's USAPL. Like I can go compete and still do this thing that I used to love. Like, you know, as far as I just display my strength. So it's, and then all of a sudden like, oh, well now we have like, there's national competitions and oh, like you can be on like, you know, this uh, page or that page and like podcasts started coming out and like, Mm -hmm. like this whole culture. And then like Everything that, like, Russell was able to do as far as, like, bringing this like, the popularity to it and just that, like, cool atmosphere to, like, now people want to power lift. So, it was cool seeing how no one could care le- – like, everyone could care less what you were doing yeah. <laughs> in your gyms. Like, oh, you're lifting weights. That's cool. But, you know, do you have a six-pack? Like, are you about to do a <laughs> bodybuilding show? Oh, you're not doing this for bodybuilding? I don't know what you're doing this sport then. And now, like, we're at a point to where you go to any commercial gym or go to any gym at all, and now everyone's like, well – like that's cool that you have a cool physique, but like, what belt do you have? Like, what meet are you signed up for? Like, like you go into like a commercial gym or like a twenty four, like well, that's the gyms around us, like twenty four hour fitness, and then you go into there with like your belt, chalk, all that stuff. You're not looked at as a weirdo. You're looked at as like, oh, okay, he works out. Like you're yeah. right.
0: That's real working out. He's getting real work done.
1: Yeah, he's you getting real work like. done. Like people respect it versus being like, the hell is he doing, like, dude? <laughs> like, there's nothing more
0: disappointing when you're on the beach. You see a pretty jacked dude. He turns around. You see his back, and you don't see barbell marks across the back. It's like, god damn, <laughs> that's a disappointment, man. That's, that's right. That. Yeah, you yeah, We're not the same. He says hi. I'm like, we're not the same. Don't
1: talk. To me. Yeah. It's worrisome, <laughs> you know. Like you, you shake someone's hand and you don't feel the callous. Like, that's right,
0: man. It's weak character. It's soft. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't. Gonna, don't turn your back my on that guy. off to that one. Right. Don't turn your back off on that guy. Yeah. Exactly. And um, when you took that time off, did you do a bodybuilding show? Cause you, I, I used to, I, I was, I was creeping you uh, before you came on here. <laughs> it, it, and I went way back on your Instagram. Um, and you had a picture where you look crazy jacked. You're holding a trophy. You yeah. said it was a throwback. You're like, I used to be lean, it, but you didn't mention what it was from. Like, was this, is this, was he bodybuilding at the time? Look like you could it have. Was. Okay, That's what I was no surrounded
1: shot. by. So I love competing. And then uh, in 20, 20- I believe that was in 2015, 2015 and 2016. I I can't really remember, but I was still doing my thing with the weights, but everyone, like I said, like everyone that's around is talking about what bodybuilding show you're going to do. Like bodybuilding was the focus. Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, I still want to compete. Like I, you know, I'm not playing football anymore, et cetera. I want to compete in something. So I got nutrition guidance from, you know, just online sources. I didn't have like a coach. I just had like, you know, I just had nutritional guidance. I was like, oh, okay, well, how do I like, cut down? So cool. And I just learned more and I just kind of like, you know, did it with myself there. And then um, I learned more about posing from someone local. Um, his name is Miguel. He has like press and flex fitness around here locally. And he helped me with a lot of my posing for the bodybuilding show. And I just like zoned in for three months, dieted down, like went classic physique route, hopped on stage had no idea what I was really doing, had <laughs> one of my friends kind of helping me out, like, through it, and uh, it was, it was cool, because I'd never done something like that before, because it didn't, like, I couldn't, like, win based upon what I could do. <laughs> it was just, like, I'm doing everything that I can to be my, like, to be my best, and I just hope that, like, when it comes to, like, performing on the stage, that, like, they like it. Um, mm. And so I was just like, cool. Cause of the new experience, but I did it. I got fifth place. Um, and first and only show. <laughs> because- Dude, you look
0: Jack, you, you were, you looked fucking good. You're, you're like, I, I don't know. That's the thing. Like you said, it's so, um, subjective. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, I know what you mean where like, now you're in a sport where it's like, it doesn't matter what you think about me, what you, what you, whatever, whether you liked what I did, like the numbers don't lie. If I lift more than the next guy, I win right? No, yeah. it, no opinion or whatever. Whereas bodybuilding, it, it's, I don't know what the fuck they're like. Sometimes you see a dude and you're like, how did you come at fifth? And you see another guy who came in fourth. And I'm like, I see no difference. Like, like yeah. it's like that like, meme. They're both the same. <laughs> and I'm like, how the fuck did they like, pick who won this? <laughs> yeah. They're all jacked.
1: Like this, this, it's like, how do you pick this? Yeah. And that's why like, for me, that was why that was my first and last, or I would just say last, I may do one in the future, but like that was the only one that I did because I was like, all right, I got top five. I got a trophy, but I don't like that. I can't figure out why four people beat me. Like mm-hmm. I understood why the number one guy beat me. Like he was like, like proportions that like he was just jacked. like He was super Jack. And I was like, okay, cool. But two through four, I couldn't figure out why they beat me. And there was nothing really tangible for me to be like, oh, I'm gonna get better at this. So that way I got beat though um mm. and like next time like it's in my hands to beat them like it it like the power was taken away from me so then after that I was talking with a bodybuilder friend of mine and then that's when he showed me like USAPL and showed me like oh no you can still do like powerlifting like you can still do this and so I did that after my um I came back and did my first USAPL meet after um, my bodybuilding show and like prepped and all that stuff for that
0: because we've had a few people, um, you know, bounce back and forth a little bit. And obviously guys like Russ look like they could probably hop on stage if they wanted to get diced. Yeah. Like the my man's already diced. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it's there, um, but it's, I've seen, I don't, I'm not like a big bodybuilding guy, but I had a buddy back in the day who was in the bodybuilding and I went to a couple of shows and I remember being backstage and he was not the biggest guy. Um, there was a couple of guys look far more, jacked diced and I'm like holy shit i don't know if i think my boy's gonna take an l today and then <laughs> yeah. i was like oh man but then when i went, to, went into the into the uh seating and i'm watching on stage and they hit the stage and one thing my buddy had he was obsessed with bodybuilding to the point where like he his root his bodybuilding routine and posing was like, he fucking looked like, like Arnold Schwarzenegger, straight up pumping iron. He took a couple of the classic Arnold poses on purpose. He did, like, okay. the, the crowd was popping for him. Like, he was, and when he hit it, he, like, hit it. Like, when he transitioned and pop, hit one. Transition and pop, hit another. And he would look back and like, you're like, holy fuck, he's killing it. And then he won. And then afterwards, he's like, it's not just about being big dice even symmetrical like everyone's pretty close he was explaining like kind of like you were saying the difference between um one and four or whatever uh but he's like whoever can fucking command that stage and that's where a guy like Arnold who's crazy charismatic like when you go on there there's something about it but I was watching it I was like holy shit and I'm not even (laughs) into bodybuilding and I was like my man's killing it like he just like wow dude um but I don't know it's not my thing like like you were like
1: yeah. I love I I I love bodybuilding as a fan. Like me watching C Bum and like Breon and like stuff like that, like I love watching, I love watching Class of Z. Like that's like my favorite thing to watch because of bodybuilding. And I'm still a bodybuilding fan. I just know how I am. And I I need to know, okay, I need to do this. And if I do this, I beat that guy. Right. Like I like in powerlifting. I lift more than you. I'm beating you. There's nothing. It doesn't. I don't care how great you squatted. Like you still squatted less than me. So I'm gonna beat you. Like I don't care. Like how you know. uh, If if my deadlift is a little bit uglier than your deadlift, but well, it's 100 pounds more. So I beat you. And if someone beats me, it's like okay. Like in my head, I'm looking at training numbers. Okay, like now I know where I need to push myself, and I know like. I'm gaining ground on this person. So that way, as I go into the competition, I have like realistic goals and expectations out of myself in order to capitalize on winning versus like going into the competition and be like, hey, we'll see. Hopefully this is the <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, or this is enough strength to do it. <laughs> yeah. Or,
0: or just like, um, if you can't put your finger on it, like I was talking about my buddy and it's like mm-hmm. not one particular thing he was doing. It's just a succession of posing that mm-hmm. he was doing where it's like,
1: you don't know. What if someone did but, like but that with England bodybuilding is like you can even it could It's also like the judges that he had that day, too. So it's like the judges that were there at that competition. At least what I find out is like the judge at that competition could value the posing, but you may have another person that values symmetry more.
0: Right. You know,
1: exactly. so then so then the places get split, you know, based on the, the based on the panel of that day. And I was like, eh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm too competitive. <laughs> like I, I'll get, I'll get I, mad.
2: <laughs> I might ruffle some feathers, but it's actually a, a little bit like a dog show, right? Like it's not necessarily that they're looking for the best behaved or the shiniest, but people just have something in their head and they're looking for whatever is, is closest to what's in their head. And they're like, okay, that's, yeah. that's what I think you should look like in this yep. category. And therefore you win or whatever the case may be.
0: Well, it's like controversial to say like, um Okay. Let me ask you guys. Let me ask you guys this. Right, Get your opinions on this. Is bodybuilding? Because I've had this debate with my, my same buddy. Is it a sport or is it a pageant? A sport is in. You have to display athletic ability in doing it. And I'm looking. I love Arnold Schwarzenegger and. Uh, the, uh, this is just a conversation. I know some people are going to hear this and be like, What the fuck? Yeah.
1: But, but I'm thinking I don't like
0: he, he, here it is. This is what I'm saying. You have to display athletic ability in the process of competing, not not leading up to it in training or whatever. But when when the game is on, it's game time. Your athletic ability has to be on display. Or are you showing like pageantry style? You're showing your body. That's where it's like, is it a sport or is it a pageant?
1: I what do you think the personally I feel like the actual like day of the you know competition it's a pageant I've always felt that way um that the day of competition is a pageant showing off your showing off your athletic body um because the work that you have to put in in order to be able to show off that you know pageant style it, it's definitely sport life like you can't you can't get to the point of the competition like Sebum can't get to the point of the pageant without treating his workouts like a sport. Um, so it's one of those like weird things, but ultimately, in order for you to win, you have to be a really good at pageants, you have to be really good at just displaying. There's no true at like on the day of the bodybuilding competition, I don't feel like there's any true athleticism that needs to be had. I mm-hmm. think that you just have to be able to take everything that you went through, all the hard workouts, all the nights and days of you being an athlete, like, and be able to now on this one day be able to just show it off um, without there being any extra sport-like work going on. Like, it's, it's weird. Cause you can't just like, cause the person who's just really good at like displaying their muscles, ultimately if you didn't lift heavy and ultimately if you didn't like, put in some hard sessions and hard nights and hard days. Like you're not going to be showing off much. You're not about to win.
0: But you know? put it, put it this way. If C-Bomb woke up and looked the way he looked, did not eat. Let's just say by magic, he did. And he didn't have to train. The judges don't care. You don't have to perform that day. You just have to look the way you look. That, that's the mm-hmm. biggest, that's the kicker where it's like, um, whether you trained hard or not, it doesn't matter. As long as you look good. That is the definition of a pageant
2: training does your body training, look nice? trainings you not win. the competition right like there's lots of things that you would train hard for that don't turn into a sport like training to be a firefighter is hard work but you're not doing it but that but that's not a sport right so right, like right, right. prepping for a bodybuilding show yeah it's hard work but but the sport's not the training the sport i'm gonna I'm actually gonna go with, with Brandon I, I don't think it's a sport I think it's a pageant but like the <laughs> but the sport is the day off the the lead up to it is kind of incidental yeah i it's- i'm
0: I'm leaning into. I think we're all getting fucking canceled after this. We're all holding hands. I'm, I'm
1: gonna <laughs> get all types of DMs if, um, after this podcast. Being you know, like, so um, I heard that you were, you know, you don't really respect our sport. Like, <laughs> that's, right. that's that's not what I said at all. But okay. <laughs> but here's
0: it, it the thing. Um, like, and, and I love Arnold Schwarzenegger. I've read his both his autobiographies, and uh, but yeah, it is. I don't know. It, it's but then you could you could get deep into it too. So let's say. If it's not a sport, it's a patch. Fair enough. Because it depends on how you look, not how you perform. Yeah. You can get deep into shit like, is like, is golf a sport or an activity or like, uh, or some of these other ones, like how athletic are some golf of these individuals? Is sport.
2: Yeah? Golf is a
1: sport, 100%. It's golf boring. is a very high skill, very high yeah. skill sport. Yeah. Very like the amount of just overall control you have to have with your body, um, the different things that you kind of have to be athletically to. Golf. Now, don't get me wrong. You're not going to be an athlete like a football player, but being able to control your hips, control your power output for certain shots and stuff like that, it's, it's a sport. It's boring, but it's a sport. Yeah.
0: I, I remember this is a famous quote. There's this big, huge, fat baseball player from like the early 2000s, late 90s. He had like a mullet. I forget his name but he was like from the South had a mullet and he was like, he was awesome. Right. And uh, like probably drank beer and he smoked cigarettes. And there's a famous story about, he's like on the side of the stadium smoking a cigarette and some kid, some mother and her kid come up and the kid's like, excuse me, sir. Can I have your autograph? Because All right, kid. He puts a cigarette in his mouth. He's half of his mouth like a like a fucking rock star. He's signing the kid's autograph, gives it back to him. The kid's like, "Thank you, sir." And the kid walks away. And the mother looks past, like, "Should you be smoking? You're an athlete." And he goes, "Not an athlete, ma'am. I'm a baseball player." (laughs) And I was like, "Bam! That's my man right there." I God, I forget who that dude was. Um, Anyways. He was uh yeah, I gotta look this up, it's gonna bother me, but yeah. But um, I like I think I do think baseball is is for real sport, but it is true, there's levels to athletics where some of it's skill-based and some of it's like um incredibly amount of like athletic ability. Like uh, yeah. I'm super into like track as well. I read like Michael Johnson's autobiography, and I'm a huge Donovan Bailey fan in them. And um, John Crock, that's it. That's that's yeah. it. Thank you, Rory. That's him. I I was thinking about that. That was um, how did you know that was him? Did you know that story, Rory?
2: No, I just Googled it real fast.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. Anyways. um, You're good. You, you're good. You, Um, but yeah. So, so when it's coming to like sprinting, incredibly athletic, there's definitely technical skill for sprinting hundred meters. It's only 10 seconds long, but incredibly athletic, right? And like in terms of the skill to athletic barometer, it's up here. I th- powerliftings powerlifting is probably somewhere along those lines where it's like your, what do you guys think about this? Where do you think powerlifting rests on that? Cause there is an amount of for sure work in and, and like, you know, discipline like the day in day out hustle inside a gym, sometimes by yourself, just the fucking amount of volume that powerlifters shift to get where they are for sure. But then there'll be a, a ceiling on it for some individuals where it's like you can work just as hard as insert big name, powerlifting name. And mm-hmm. you're never going to get, even if you were on the exact same program, you won't end up like that individual, but there might be another sport where your athletic abilities are dead even, but you'll still get undressed on that fucking basketball or, or hockey or whatever. Cause skill wise, the guy can just, you know, we've seen it, you know what I mean? We're like um, in the NHL happens. A guy whose skill level is so high, totally undresses the guy up, gets past him and fucking scores or whatever, but their athletic abilities might be very close. What do you guys think powerlifting is on that?
2: So I would, I would say that there's a, like a number of dimensions of sport and that for every, every sport you can play somewhere on a number of dimensions. And so powerlifting would be very high along the strength dimension, a little bit along the skill dimension, quite a lot along the hustle or grit dimension. But not at all along the cardio fitness direction, not at all along the, uh, the flexibility direction, uh, not along at all along the endurance direction. But then you take another sport like say, uh, I, like Ironman, like uh, so ultra long distance triathlons, and like they're almost zero on the strength direction, still very high on the grit hustle direction, but very, very high on the endurance and, and uh, like long distance pain tolerance uh direction right so trying to trying to reduce sport down to just two dimensions i think is would be would be pretty tricky
0: i think i think that's very well said actually
1: yeah uh, that, that was a great
2: breakdown i think
0: i cut you off there <laughs> <laughs> no that was that was dude that's it um
1: because well, you case for us, cool yeah, no. okay, it's well, that was it.
0: good podcast, fellas. Let's all shoot yeah. hands and that was it. Yeah, no, it's, it's true where, because you for sure need to grind like crazy over and over to get where you need to go in powerlifting. That's one of the hardest parts is just fucking training for years, day in, day out. Like squatting and benching and deadlifting over and over and over and over and over and over and over. And over. It's not like playbooks you're memorizing and, and you literally play a game. Like if it's basketball or baseball or whatever, you play with your friends and you're playing a game. There, there's no game that you're playing. You're just squatting and lifting bench over and over and over and over and over. It's, it's, yeah. it's incredibly discipline focused. Like yeah.
1: it, it's tough. is it, like it's discipline focused. And I guess in a sense you could say skill focus because of like, there's really nothing on the day of the meet that an athlete, that a powerlifter can do skill wise and take the advantage of the edge, but you do have to hone and craft your skill throughout your training and so that way you can have that leg up like you know the reason why your deadlift increases more than this person is because that skill or that like that you know you honing in on your craft like each time that you step to the bar like Mm. even with your squat or your bench your deadlift like you can up your level of skill each and every single time to kind of give you those extra kilos or give you that advantage to like make it to where you can make better gains Um, but as far as like actual skill, like on a day out of the meet, like there's really nothing we can do. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> like, so sp-
0: yeah, one hundred percent. Like you, it's like the pitcher who's thrown that pitch hundreds, thousands of times, and that now that fucking curveball is going to get you. But he didn't just come up with it on the fly. He's been yeah. been working on that, and then when he shows up on the game, it's there. Where it's same thing. If you if you're squats got all types of holes in it, like Swiss cheese. You're not like, it is what it is game day. And like you said too, um, as good as your squat is, it won't take away from someone. It won't make someone else's squat less good. Like basketball, you can, you know, your skills can impact someone else's skills like that. On the flip side, you need your squat to be there. You need hundred percent out of your squat to get as many kilo out of there. So um, yeah, it's just kind of different, right? Yeah. (laughs) It's the same thing with track. And shit like that. You can't, as quick as Donovan Bailey runs, he can't impact someone else. But Yeah, I would say on stride.
1: I feel like powerlifting and track are very similar, are very mm-hmm. are very hand-in-hand. Because at the, at the end of the day, the speed that you have is, is it on the day of. There's really nothing that one, like there's nothing that Usain Bolt is doing that throws any other like sprinter off. It's just, he's that fast, he's that good. He knows his own skill. He knows what he needs to do to be like the fastest and he executes. That's it. Like there's nothing that he's doing that's throwing anyone else else off. And that's the same thing. Way of you powerlifting is you're the strongest. You have that strength on the day of you execute. You like basically display the skill that you honed over your training time and like you win or you get second or whatever, but it's based upon you as an individual executing what you already have, you know, your yeah. own, own skill.
0: Were you, if you, were you into track? Have you ever done like competed in track at a, at a competitive
1: uh, level? I didn't, I'd never competed in track. I always trained for track. Um, oh shit. Yeah. I always, always, uh, I, I trained for track during high school. And then I trained for track like after, and I always liked, I didn't, like track meets never really lined up with like things that I had going on during that mm. part of like high school or whatever so I just wasn't really into track meets I like doing the power meets more um it was just funner for me but I always loved sprinting and like I love the 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 art of like being faster and having agility and just stuff like that so I was I'm I'm, I'm still into that like I still love being like fast and athletic mm. um even though now I'm just a piloter. but. I love, being, yeah. I love being like fast athletic, like doing stuff like that. Like, like that's what gets me going. I'll, I'll probably never give that up until like my knees break or something. So,
0: if you could be the world's fastest man or the world's strongest man, which one are you taking? It's a fucking it's, tough one.
1: Um, world's strongest man, as in like.
0: You could stay the same size, you don't have to turn into the same size. Yeah, you, you. Or, or if you want to get bigger, you can. You don't have to turn into yeah. a freakazoid, though.
1: I, I would, I would actually take. I would actually take world's strongest man staying my same size. Yeah. Because I don't know, like, and, but then again, that's like me. Like, I love strength, so yeah. it would be something as far as like being the size I'm in now, <laughs> going into the gym, shifting like thousands of pounds, like it's nothing come back like just that like just that that shock value of whoa like this dude's strong like and just like people not expecting that out of like this frame you know like being Mm -hmm. able to shift something that like Thor can shift but it's like this frame while as like being the world's fastest it'd be cool but I'm like how many how often am I going to be able to display that I'm the fastest like what situations am I getting into? Dude, I, I, I I'd be away? drunk.
0: <laughs> I'd be drunk at parties, challenging people to race. If I was the world's fastest man, I'd display whenever possible.
1: <laughs> but that's the thing. Like when you're the fastest, it's like you would only really get a chance to like do that when you're going up against other fast people. But if they're already slow they're yeah. Going fast yeah that's it like yeah
0: i guess you're we pretty fucking fast but we're all drunk we're all drunk at a party we're drunk. <laughs> yeah like what if I, I don't know man uh, we weren't clocking you you look fast though but yeah. um it, it was a uh, when i see like summer olympics and i see the sprint like there's nothing it's crazy the tension i feel like i'm an olympics guy like i love watching the summer olympics in particular. There's nothing more tense than when they line up on the fucking like the 100 meter track, dude, or yeah. 200, 200 is big, 100 meters bigger. When they line up before that gun goes off, holy shit, man. I'm like, oh, and you, if it's like a Usain, like superstars in the mix, like a Usain yeah. Bolts there, Johan Blake, and like, like Green, Maurice Green, or whatever, and it's about to go down. There's not quite like that tension is phenomenal. And if you could be an athlete in that mix, like there's nothing quite like that. i are be like, holy shit. Like, um, I don't know, man. I think I would if if it's just that, if it's like and I could you take my trade and apply it to a sport, I think I might take the fastest man just because it's something about that. But yeah. like the 100 no, meters the Rockstar event.
1: I and honestly, I get that though, because it's a it's more of my addiction to strength there's me leaning to that answer. But like you're right, whenever like <laughs> I see track meets. And it's just that silence before yeah. the gun goes off and you see everyone just line up and okay. you're just like, I get anxiety. And you just see them take off.
0: Dude. And you watch the slow-mo replay afterwards when they like, like you see the Instagram clips with music in the background and it shows them taking off fucking hitting their stride. They look, it looks amazing. It looks like a fucking yeah. action star. Like that's for real action going on. I'm like, damn. But um, yeah, it is what it is. How about you Rory? Which, what are you taking? Strength?
2: I'm finding this really hard to pick. Like, you, like you I was just saying button. before you before you hopped on, Brandon. Like, I was, uh, I was saying that like boys want to go to the Olympics. I think I'm going to go to Paris. I'm going to, I'm going to watch and like picking, you know, fast, fastest man in the world. Like, like, yeah, and like I've always looked up to Mo Farah, uh, Usain Bolt. Like, I, like, like that would be really cool. You'd also, you'd make way more money doing that. Like, you wouldn't have to work. You could just do that. However, like I've also spent a bit of time doing like Highland Games stuff, throwing and like you know t- turning a caber or doing like a, wow. doing a really good hammer throw or something like that or uh, I was recently watching the uh, the pillars of Hercules you know with a strong man uh, stand holding the, um, yeah. the the big pillars outstretched and, you know there's a couple of dudes just like shaking and there's that one guy whose name escapes me right now and he's just like dead still looking straight ahead like not even sweating and I'm like I want to be that guy So I think, <laughs> I think I'm gonna pick the strongest strongest person as well. Yeah,
0: I I love it when somebody just flexes on the rest of the competition. I remember Hugo Gerrard, when I was young, watching uh, Canada's Strongest Man, and uh, he ended up winning like the World Series. But he was like, they were doing like an overhead log press and the weight keeps increasing. And if you can't get the weight, you bow out and the weight increases and you start off with 10 guys, you end up with just one guy. And in the end, he was the last fucking guy with the last weight. And um, so he goes up there and presses it. And then drops it to his chest, and the crowd starts clapping. Goes, yeah, fucking goes and presses it again, just to be <laughs> it was just You're to be sure. like I am levels above these people. Yeah. And don't you forget it. And everyone's like, well, well, there it is. That was yeah. that's there's difference. If you could stun on people like that, that's like winning the powerlifting competition. And then you hit a second rep on your deadlift. That one at all? You're just like, yeah, well, there and there it is.
1: No, like, yeah, that that excites me. Like Highland game stuff. Strongest Man stuff like that really excites me. Like, especially the way that they do like the buildup and like it's just you keep going until there's like one man left, and for you to keep being that one guy left because you're just simply the strongest and no one like <laughs> compares to you. Yeah, that's just that feeling gets me excited. Like, uh, I,
0: I, 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 I see. I like shit like that. Like, I liked in the Arnold Arnold uh, Classic where they had the squat competition and um chance mitchell like did like freaking i don't yeah. know something crazy it was a crazy amount of squats um but that like you were for really real showing some like we were talking about the different dimensions there's a strength dimension component but also an endurance component there i forget how many re- he had like 25 reps with like 400 or like, 500 pounds or something was, it was it's crazy though you yeah it was so like you emptied four, the tank at
1: 418 or 424 or something like that i think that he had to do for like reps i think he did like Maybe like close to 20 or like over 20. Like that, that was cool. I, I was there watching that in person. Oh, like were you? Was, oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So, so you see someone empty the tank where that's yeah. like awe inspiring, where you know they have no more reps in them and they go for one more, anyways. Like that's yeah. like, fuck, that. that's a different component. I like that kind of stuff, man. And chance is one twice in a row. And, um, like those I do like, or also the strongman style, the weight's going to keep increasing. Who can hang? Yeah. And, um, the only problem is one year for the deadlift because they do that way. There was two champions because two guys hit a certain weight and then they increase the weight one more notch up. Neither guy could hit it. So then the two guys who each hit the last weight were co-champions. I'm like, well, that I don't like. You can't have yeah, two world that,
1: champions. <laughs> right? that, that I don't like. That means someone has to get stronger.
0: That's right. It's got to be like, <laughs> na- now we got to fucking I don't know arm wrestle or something I don't know something's gotta yeah. happen because the, there thing. needs to
1: be something else where they can display strength that uh, like no nah, yeah the day,
0: the day the d doesn't end there
2: um, switch to the uh, stretch curls to break the tie
0: oh Jesus wet <laughs> can you imagine uh, for shame so when you when you left into you left to do bodybuilding and you came back it was 2017 right that you came back
1: yeah 2017 So when I came back
0: and that is okay so it's funny. When you left, before you left, we're talking like Facebook's around, but there's not like YouTube channels are very small podcasts. Like, like, I mean, Joe fucking Rogan was just starting at that time uh, in 2012 and shit. Uh, there was like, there's nothing. By the time you came back, that was lit- 2017 is like when King of List first started and like, uh, like streams were on. Cause I started doing commentating for the IPF world streams. So like streams were a thing now. 2012 I don't think there was streams I remember at one no. point my buddy was at the Arnold Classic competing and I was it was the scorecard and I was hitting refresh on the scorecard to see how he was doing that was my stream. he's like how was Alex doing I just refreshed the page oh the bl- the block turned green or the block turned red and I know if he hit or missed you know what I'm saying that was my live streaming and people like how yeah. the fuck old are you how long was this no dog this is 2013 you know this wasn't a long time ago <laughs> but um So you came back and it's a whole nother world. And when you dive back into powerlifting, now there's podcasts. Now there's repost channels. Now there's streams. Now there's some people emerging like the John hack, Brett Gibbs showdown that happened in 2016. So there was like rivalries and showdowns and people hyping them and SBDs like sponsoring athletes and stuff like that. Like it was a whole different world for you and equipment's dead all but dead on its way it's not dead now even but i shouldn't say dead but it's diminished it's at a diminished. Yeah. and a, a raw was heavy heavy on the on the upward swing to what not quite where it is now but it's on the upward swing you come back and you're like holy shit what is going on right now like this is this is sports blowing up who are yeah. some of the people that are around who did you reach out to who were some of the how did this go
1: You know, what's funny Um, going back, going into it, like going into my first meet, by the way, my first meet, I bombed out, which is hilarious. Um, (laughs) And um, it was summer power fest of that year, 2017, my first meet and I bombed out. I, when I was training for it and I'm lifting, I still don't know about anything about powerlifting as far as like, like what it is now. I still thought of it as, okay, I've done a meet before I show up. Like I'm coming back from in high school. Like, the coach being right there at your side, like telling you to like, you know, oh, you hit depth now, go up, go up. And like yeah. someone yelling at you or whatever. And so I went into it by myself. I kind of knew what like I'll, what I hit in the gym. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I'll probably start somewhere around there. Right? No. Um, I had no idea what peaking was, tapering or like any of that stuff. Um, I uh, just did my own program going into it. And I was warming up by myself. Like, I didn't know how to pace warm-ups. I didn't know, like, the importance of pacing warm-ups or anything like that. I didn't know, like, how much weight I should take before my opener. Like, any of those things, right? So, I go into it. I go to some Power Fest. And it's just, like, all these groups of people. And I see all these, like, different clicks, And, like, I see, like, all this, like, a, like attention to detail with, like, the platforms and there's carpet. And there's banners. And, like, it was just all of it was just like something I'm just not used to. Cause I'm used to just like, it was just at a gym, you know? Mm. Um, and people just went around and we powerlifting and it was like on um, pound place. I, I, I never, I didn't train on the calibrated plate. Didn't know what a calibrated plate was. Um, and so I go into it, hit my first squat and come up with it and high of course. Right. Three, three red lights <laughs> and go for the second one. Three red lights, go for the third one go ask the grass, come halfway up, fail it. Right. And I'll never forget because it was at that moment that I went to the back room and I was like, shit, like, like, I don't even know if I could take it off to me. Like I didn't, like it just completely threw me off. Like I didn't know like, like all of this would happen. Like, this is not how I Im- imagined my day would go. And chance is the one who actually turned me to kind of, like, staying on the path for, like, being in powerlifting, like, staying with it. Because he came to me in the back room, and he was just, like, I didn't know who this guy was. I had no idea who this guy was. And he just randomly came up to me, grabbed him, like, patted me on the shoulder. He said, hey, um there's this meet in Fort Worth that, like, I need you to do because you have a crazy amount of strength. You just weren't able to, like, come through with it today. Uh, and, like, you – the type of strength that you have needs to be at nationals and I was like cool don't know who you are like that's what's up <laughs> no shit. Uh, and so he introduced um he just said like you know take your training smarter this isn't that like train a standard come be a little bit more conservative and then like um and then you'll be able to qualify for nationals and like I said I have no idea who this guy is we ended up following each other on IG after that and then like that was it I still trained myself after that still coached myself after that I D- dove into a lot of research after that on how to like better prepare for the meet and then I came back and competed in Fort Worth and that's when I saw everybody um which was pretty cool looking back at it now um that was the first time that I met Michael um Michael uh, C and he's one of my great friends like still to this day I was just in Dallas with him yesterday um speaking of I was also in Dallas with Chance yesterday too. So it was Michael there, Chance was there, Russ was there, Mikey D was there, uh, uh, Marcellus Williams, you know, uh, my coach, uh, Swolefester, he was there. So all these guys that are big, you know, people within the community, I didn't really know that they were big people or going to be big people in the community. It's just me doing this this quote-unquote real first meet um, with all of them Uh, and me just trying to qualify for nationals. So it was a cool experience because, like, me and Mikey shared the same flight, and so we were cool, and we've been cool ever since then. Um, I saw Russ in primetime because at at that local meet, they actually did a primetime for it. And so I came back and was able to watch Russ, was able to watch Marcellus. Um, I don't think that there's anyone else in that primetime flight that still competes now, Um, but it was just a really cool (laughs) – that's, so That's to, to answer your question, that's how I got to know more about power is Chance coming up to me, me figuring out who Chance was, me figuring out that there's all these different things, me going to that Fort Worth meet before going to not- Nationals in 2017, and then meeting all those different people and just seeing the, the spotlight and seeing like the stardom among them. And then like slowly seeing that some people are sponsored, slowly seeing like what sponsors are, and it's kind of like really – now truly buying into this powerlifting culture which is pretty cool
0: texas is deep a talent man deep it's it's fucking nuts how many like u.s national champions come out of texas how many like people have won worlds co- of texas alone let alone like the u.s but texas alone is like a powerhouse man uh from high school right through it's nuts. so if you want a power lift and you're from texas you got a lot of people around you you know the, infras- yeah. the infrastructure is in place you know yeah. you're, you're well taken right. care of
1: if you want to be pushed if you want to like you know basically if you could be like the best in texas it feels like you could be like the best anywhere else just that's how deep the talent pool is with just like like just yeah i know it's, it's it's just ridiculous especially like with how many because back when it was 93s um how many 93s were in texas alone that were top because i mean you know at that time cameron smith he was also texas mm. um and so it was like me, Chance, uh, Cameron. Um, I'm trying to think who else was also Texas. Because like at
0: 120 plus. Oh, David Wilson. I'm sure. Oh David yeah, Wilson. yeah, 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 yeah. Senior David Wilson. He was national like, champ
1: one year. You... National champion. I don't know yeah. how I was that. But yeah, so seeing David Wilson. David Wilson. Funny enough, that was the first time that I seen someone lip, deadlift so much weight. Because at that Power Fest is when I saw him deadlift like in the mid-sevenths or something like that. And I was like, I had never seen that. Especially him beating at my body weight. I was like, whoa. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah it was nuts, man. And um, where's L.S. from?
1: And then L.S. like, Is he, L.S. from Texas? L.S. from Texas. He's more from um, the uh, New Braunfels, San Antonio region.
0: Okay, And then
1: I was able to meet him at uh, after my Fort Worth meet because I actually lived in San Marcos for a little bit, so then when I was living in San Marcos, which is like right next to New Braunfels, that's when I met him, and it's just like another strong guy, like two-time um, world
0: champion, man. Like the LS two, is another dude. Texas is stacked, man.
1: Yeah, Texas I was actually coached is- by I was coached by LS after my 2017 nationals. I was coached by him for two years. I was coached by him in. Uh, after 2017 Nationals, going into 2018 and 2019, I was coached by LS, actually. And I then reached how, out to them.
0: And how did you um, – well, first off, it, it's always nice reaching out to someone who's like in the same state, same weight class, two-time world champion. And LS is a nice guy, too. He's a good yeah. guy. He's a, he's a solid yeah. dude. He's easy dude to talk to. You could reach out to him, whatever. Uh, no doubt about that. But then um, how did you end up working with uh, Marcellus?
1: So I ended up, I was good friends with Marcellus um, ever since 2018. And we just always like talk, you know, everyone has a group chat side. We're we're in the group chat. And so I've just seen his work over time. And with after 2019 for our nationals, I just felt like there was more that could be within like my training. And there was more within like just the communication aspect. Um just because LS just had different various things going on um, that are pulling them in a lot of different directions. And the communication wasn't necessarily the best there. And so I've noticed his work and after 2019 nationals, I reached out to Marcellus. I also talked to LS. I mean and LS are still cool to this day. Um talked to LS as far as like why I was leaving, this, this and that, and then just been with Marcellus ever since then. Um, which I truly will say that like making that hard decision because it was hard. Cause like LS is cool. Um, really is what helped elevate me to being where I am now. Um, I don't think that i would be where I am now. If I didn't switch over to Marcellus, uh, I can honestly say that.
0: Well, I mean, man, numbers don't lie. You went from, <laughs> hey, <laughs> you put 90 <laughs> kilo on your total, man. It was Ooh. crazy. Um, like you're the difference between, so you're uh 19 what 805 that's a respectable total in 2019 if we look back at like who won what was winning at the time like it was things of you know in a couple years things can jump quite a bit so you were still in range but the difference between 805 to 895 in 2021 holy shit man i mean you didn't compete in 2020 so to an extent anything in the like it's it's weird like in powerlifting Sometimes I get excited about people. Rory will be like when we have these shows and Rory and the fellows will be like, it's not on the platform yet. It's in the gym. You, you like, sometimes I'll find somebody and I get all excited and like, let's see what happens on the platform, right? So you don't want to get over excited or over whatever. It's got to transpire. But um, did you know in 2020, like when you made that switch under Marcellus and things obviously worked out, we know how the story ends, like things worked yeah. out for you. But were you like, holy shit I'm rocking and rolling here like this is you know I am I feel stronger and things are really coming together like when 2021 comes back when we come back to competing I'm about to light it up
1: you know what's funny no actually Um, (laughs) really I did (laughs) did at first um I did at first because my squat was a lot better and I was my squat was blowing up Um, my bench seemed to be fixed because I was struggling with bench for a while and I was actually PRing on bench and I had a PR on bench like years um and then my deadlift was slowly getting better still having some issues but then I got injured actually so most of 2020 was like most of 2020 was just like me coming back from injury and trying to come back and kind of like be back on point like I would have like certain highs and then I have my lows and then I have highs Mm. um but when 2021 hit that's like the beginning of 2021. Like when I was hips are good, like back is back is good, like ev- everything's just like feeling good and I'm healthy. And I started getting a couple of good blocks under my belt. That's when I was like, mm, this year is going to be different. And <laughs> I, I I was like, I cannot wait to just. Yeah, like, I, I, like I, I had that, like, I'm very underdog mentality, like, no one sees me coming. However, like, I've been here, but still, like, no one sees me coming type mentality. And I was like, all right, it's time for me to, like, put my, like, real stamp on, like, the sport this year. Like, I had that in my head from the beginning of 2021, that this is the year that I put my stamp on it. And it was interesting because I almost would have done, instead of Carolina primetime, I would have done nationals. But with, you know, the world and everything and just kind of like how they're like shaping up nationals and stuff like that. I was like, mm, I was like, I want my first meet back to be fun. So I love going to the Carolinas. Like I, I have, I'll i probably visit North Carolina, uh, Raleigh more specifically probably like two to three times out of the year. Because that's when another good friend of mine, Jamar, I um, sure y'all know, pancake got. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> oh, yeah. So. He, he lives out there, and it's always just really good visiting him. So I was like also my other friends, Dom, um, and then both Becca's uh, Shout out to them, by the way. But <laughs> uh, I was like, I want my first meet back to be fun. I was like, Carolina prime time shaped up to where those are round nationals. So I was like, all right, I can put up a total here, and I can kind of see, like, in comparison, what do they do? Like, us giving the same time for him to train, this is that. Like, let me see what they do. So I put forth. My total um, in Carolina primetime, the 845 kg, and then I saw at Nationals. I was like, oh, damn, that's pretty cool. Like, that would have placed me, like, if I were able to replicate that and actually did that at Nationals, that would be, um, like, top five because Mm -hmm. I think Chance beat me on, would have beat me on body weight. And after that, I took that meet conservatively because it was my first meet back, and there's just, other things going on at the time. And I just wanted like a really good meet. Go nine for nine, have a solid meet, just not really push too much, but just get in solid numbers. And when I felt how easy that meet was for me, I didn't even take off two days before I got back to training. (laughs) I competed Saturday, took a rest day Sunday and got back to it Monday and immediately went into focusing on the Virginia pro um, or just focusing on just trying to compete and like, what's the next meet? And then me just trying to like get as strong as I possibly can. Cause I felt like certain, the, num- the numbers that I hit at the Virginia pro, I felt like that those were the numbers that I was going to end up hitting. I felt as if me switching back to sumo that I could get a lot out of it. Cause I did conventional at the Carolina primetime. meet, mm. And I, switched over to sumo after that meet because I could, I did a whole meet and I was successfully healthy and I can push. And I knew that I'm a lot better at deadlifting now. So I was like, let me, I know I could get, I know I can get 50 more pounds out of this like sumo. Like I know I can't, just let me train it. Let's get some blocks under it. Like I know I can, I know I have an 800 pound deadlift in me. I don't know how it's going to come out. I don't know what block is going to come out at, but I know that that's in me. I just had to see it through. And I know that I had, I actually didn't know that I had a 700-pound squat in me. I knew I had like a 680-something-pound squat in me. Um, Squat is what shook me the most, I would say, (laughs) because squat was like my trouble lift forever. And I was like, man, like, I squatted 660, but I feel like I have like 680. And like within the training blocks, I felt as if, yeah, like my 680 squat is going to come out. And I remember hitting 680- in the gym for the first time. And I was like, that was easier than I thought it would be. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And we rode that momentum all the way until the three week out mark. And then that's when I hit 700 in training for the very first time. And it was, it honestly was very easy for me. Uh, Same time uh, next day hit 800 pound deadlifts was it easier 800 pound deadlift than I thought it would be me touching 800 pounds for the first time <laughs> those are big
0: milestones um, man
1: big yeah big milestones like for me going through that training and then whenever it got to the day of the meet I was like all right If nothing else I was like I had a 2k total on my mind for that meet but I was like man like if nothing else I'm gonna get my 700 pound squat I'm gonna get my 800 pound deadlift and I'm gonna bench press something that like is like respectable um and that's exactly what i did i wanted a little bit more out of myself like when it came to like deadlift and squat but ultimately i was not mad at like yeah i, I can't be mad at the total that i put up like oh, that's man. what i envisioned for myself you No, know?
0: <laughs> the, the 895 like um you you're not even a kilo over 93 uh so you're yeah. 93.8 and that 895 95 would have, it would, if you were 93, would have been the biggest 93 of the year, total of the year, including like U S raw Nats, worlds, whatever. Um, like it's a monster total, just putting in, I understand for anyone listening, you know, you did whatever. It's not the same, but cause people get upset. But all I'm saying is in terms of perspective of how big it is, it's fucking huge. Um, like worldwide, huge, you know, like it's a monster total and it's, it's a, it was, you know, we're talking 50, 50 kilo from earlier that year. And earlier that year, when you decide to opt to not do nationals, the other guys do nationals. So you'll be like the radar, ever, like the hype on nationals is insane. Right. Like um we had a fantasy league wrapped around it. Yeah. And it was like hundreds of people in on this fantasy league preview shows, recap shows, the whole nine. Right. So when you don't do a nationals, you're off the radar, people are looking over here. In you're training, doing your thing, right? And 8.45 is obviously a big total. Top five in the US, uh, probably top five somewhere or whatever. At least it's up there in the world even if you throw everyone else in there as well. So it's a big total. But you had another 50 kilo that you were gonna unpackage for the rest of the world by the end of the year. And nobody, like, it's hard to know, like, all right. Like, I, I, did you know, like, holy shit, after Virginia Pro, people are gonna be talking. Like, like, yeah. like again, 8.95- is a monster total for a guy who's a
1: 93. It's uh I, I'm not gonna lie, I, I already it was funny for me when I weighed in because I went into it, I was honestly kind of like shocked of how like light I was. Um, because I had stopped I had stopped caring um about like uh my weight because you know no weight classes, this isn't that. At yeah. first I had planned, I had planned to cut into being a 93, but whenever they changed the weight classes and like, it just ultimately didn't really matter. I was like, eh. So, I mean, like every day, like I was making sure I was like getting in like 33, to 3,500 calories. Like that week I had like Chick-fil-A. I was having ice cream. Um, the, the only thing that I that I did was like make sure that I was like well hydrated. Like I made sure that I drank like a lot of water. It's just that was I wasn't overly bloated, but I didn't water cut. Like I just drank enough water, you know? Uh, and when I weighed in and it said 93.8, I was like, oh man, this is about to be, I was like, people are going to really not understand what's about to happen today until after it's done.
0: Do, do you, do you now looking back to like, fuck, maybe if I would have cut just that 0.8, just to yeah. be like, you know what I mean? Like, cause you're yeah. so close to 93. I um, wish I look back and I'm like, man, I should have weighed myself that morning. Yeah. You know? it, it makes sense. You wouldn't have, like, I, I know what you mean. Cause you'd be like, I didn't think I'd be that low. So I didn't think it'd be, you know, I wasn't going to cut for whatever, but um, yeah, 0.8. Cause then you would have been, you know, going at 93 world records, like before 93 right. was over, you could have been yeah. like, okay, well that's how we end my 93 is uh, I mean, theoretically you still could, right. You like just for the shit of it, cut to a 93, just to be like, what's the world record or whatever goals you have in your mind for historic numbers. It never yeah. goes away, right? You could, it's always there on the future if you ever wanted it. Um, What do you, so do you think like, is filling out a hundred going to be difficult? Is that, is it like, was 93, would that have been the weight class? that so you're like, fuck me. I think I could be like, you know, I could really fill yeah. it. Like I walk around there. It's not a hard cut. I won't diminish myself. I'm strong as fuck at yeah. it. And now that it's hundred, You'll have some bigger fellas who are 105 cutting down and um, and it could shake things up. Like, so how, what are your thoughts on, are you like, does it, are you happy about it? Or are you kind of, well, I'll grow with it, I guess.
1: When they first switched it, <laughs> I was, I was upset. Um, when they first switched it, I was, I was, I was pretty upset, but then I thought about it more and I was like, eh, at the I was like, at the end of the day, like, I can gain the weight. And then that would just make me stronger. And then whenever Virginia Pro happened, and I saw the total I put up. I saw the total Bob put up. And I'm looking, I'm just looking at just my potential. Because Bob is right at 100 kg already, like, big guy. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I have a lot of room to grow. So I got excited about that because I'm thinking, yes, I could be, like, the best right now 93 like uh, like that very much is like high potential for me right now like i could go that route but if i eat more and i do it in a good way slow way and i just build up and like that allows my bench to probably blow up that allows my squat to blow up even more it's like well if i can actually gain the weight what what total is lurking from me there because i i mean that means i'm looking at like a twenty. I want a twenty-one hundred something total, still being slightly under one hundred kg. Like I want to. I my goal is to beat Ashen. Like that's what I. Oh shit! I saw his twenty. His twenty-eighty-nine at ninety-eight point something, and that is something that I am actually like. That's my goal. Like, That's what something like, like keeps me is beat Ashen's total at ninety-seven point five kg. Um, when he did it at 98-something, I won a total 2,100 at 97.5. And then I want to beat Bob um, at Nationals. So those are the two things that, like, like no matter what, like, I wake up, I go to train. And then the days that, like, it really is just, like, eating at me or, like, something's going wrong in my life, whatever, I'm like, nah, this is the reason that I'm training. Like, this is the reason I need to snap back into it. It's like, I got to beat Ashton, and I want to beat Bob.
0: Yeah, and and Bob, um, he's another guy that friggin' like he's always obviously like he's been around. But oh my God, did his total blow up for for the Virginia Pro? Like he put on eighty two and a half kilo or something crazy like that. Like both yeah. you guys put on a lot of kilo once your total. Did you expect yeah. that from Bob, or were you? Yes. Yeah, okay.
1: I was I was shocked a little shock bit from Bob. Um, he because at nationals, I felt as if. Cause I saw his training leading into nationals and I thought nationals was just more of Bob. Like it was circumstantial. Like I felt as if like he had the strength for more on that day, but things happened to him or like just the way the situation was just led to like a lack of execution on that day of the platform. But knowing Bob's mentality, he wasn't going to let that happen again. <laughs> um, so I saw his training leading up to this Virginia pro and I expected everything from Bob. Like I expected Bob's best on everything. Mm-hmm. Like I knew he was going to have huge squat. I knew, I thought he was actually going to bench more. So the bench actually shook me. Um, and then I knew he was going to have a big deadlift. Like I knew he wasn't going to let the same thing that happened to him at nationals happen at this meet, especially not when he had like that direct competition, which was like me. Um, mm-hmm. So, everything that Bob did, I saw coming. And, like, even with, like, Bob's training right now, like, I know how strong Bob can be, will be, and it it makes me, like, that much hungrier because, yeah, I just, he's a guy who's going to be one of the best, and I can honestly say that I'll, like, when I beat him, is I beat one of the best, yeah, you know?
0: 100% Bob's Bob's, uh, he's a talent. There's no question about that coming in and Rory, if you got questions, feel free to jump in here. I know I run my damn off. Um, but, uh, Who, you no yeah, exactly. But, um, no, coming into the Virginia pro, he was a dude that we were all like, like his numbers, he was hitting in the gym they were warning shots for sure. Anyone paying attention, like, like, like you, I was like, fuck, he's going to hit something big this time. He's actually, he's showing up. You could tell there was something going on. And I think um, in no way classes to worry about cutting or whatnot, he was a bit of an in-betweener between 93, 105. He wasn't big enough for the 105s, probably too big for 93s. And then it becomes like a 100 perfect. 100 is 100 for yeah. him. You know what I mean? Like, that's good. If, of, for some people, changing away classes like this some people are going to be now stuck as in-betweeners and they're like fuck i was actually better off the old ones and other people they're going to be like oh now i gotta win now this is my (laughs) weight class right so um i think that's the case with bob like that's perfect for him uh because he has no problems hitting 100 kilo and he's at full power so yeah man we got a rivalry with you guys toe to toe um how was it at Virginia Pro? Because it looked like I didn't see the stream, but those who've seen the stream said the stream was good. Um, like like dynamite stream, it, it ran long. So as an athlete, was it like tough to stay high, like up? like for because it was like a six-hour day, was it not?
1: It to be honest, it everything was so crazy as far as the atmosphere and just I, I didn't realize how long the meat was until the meat was done.
0: Yeah.
1: It, it, I was entertained throughout the whole thing. The only thing that I felt, which turns out they actually fixed it the next day for the Masters, but the meat running long affected me just because I started cramping. Because um, mm. I'm not used to having like, like one thing was like squats took forever. Um, and I'm not used to having knee sleeves on for that, like, that long period of time just period like in training or anything like that so i started cramping there and then i'm not used to having such a long training day like i mean like at the gym the most that i was spending the gym was like three hours like the very most and when it got to like six hours and it got to deadlift, after i pulled 800 it was like the 800 didn't feel heavy and it felt great but after that i was like, I was tired. Dog, after um, six
0: started, hours, you're like, what are we doing here? I'm, yeah, <laughs> I'm arm,
1: like, come on, we're still lifting. Arms arm started cramping. Like, I just, like, you know, I it wasn't as much, like, there wasn't any more food or any more, like, liquids I could take in because I've been eating and drinking the whole time for like six hours. So it was just, like, one of those things to where it was just a long day. Um, but the, the Virginia Pro was just, I, I really hope that, that is the standard going forward, powerlifting wise, because that entertainment value just random people like who are just there in the gym, or just random people who ended up messaging me afterwards were saying that like they drove three hours for that, they drove just to be a spectator, and mm. they were saying that like this was great for them to just be a spectator like not necessarily getting excited because of the people that they wanted to root for. This isn't that, but like they had, like it was just a great show. Like it, it felt like I was, it felt like fight night. And that's what it felt like. Um, like just overall with like, they had like the booth with like um, the commentators and it looked like very ESPN-ish. Um, they had like the pre-interviews uh, as far as like before the meet, they had like the interviews throughout the meet, they had the interview post-meet. Um, with people, they had like the, the lighting that didn't, that didn't get in your face. That was the biggest thing that the lighting was great. And it didn't distract me because yeah. I saw a lot of different meets, like when they do their lighting and stuff like that, and the different strobe lighting and all that other type of crap, like it's cool, but it affects you. <laughs> so right. yeah, like you're trying to, trying to get like geared up, for like your you know, third attempt squat and you got like light sh- uh, shoot uh, across your eyes and you're just like, ah, oh, shit. Like
0: but you're taking a right, sobriety right. test or something like what the fuck? <laughs>
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah like it's just like little things that like basically take away from the lifter even though they're trying to like do this grand show like i like that the Virginia pro didn't do that they did a lot of good things um that made it a great spectacular show but the lifter still felt comfortable there on the platform um and that was like that was really cool and just overall um i was happy with that for sure like, it was a great meet it, it, was looked, the going forward.
0: it looked cool like the the walk-up you know, like, like, which looks like, um, like when you said it like fight night, it looks like boxers, or MMA fighters, or like a pro wrestler walking down to the, to the ring or the cage. You know what I mean? When they walk yeah. through the crowd or whatever, um, yeah. it kind of had that feel at times. Uh, and uh, like the big screens were, there'd be displays on the big screens and whatnot. Like it was, it looked cool. It looked like um, it was different because you have fewer people, You can dive more into it like a uniqueness of it like like a prime like they would do for a prime time right like where you could just be like let's just showcase these people with like pictures of themselves on the big screen and their names and then you could have like a bit of like bio on them and whatnot and it it was a good concept and they like it could have went either way on them and like it looked like they knocked it out of the park i didn't see the live stream but this i saw tons of footage though um i was like reposting on king of the list as they're coming in so i was trying to like uh I was taking video off of like people who were there live, um, so I've been people's DMs and like, bang, 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 following on Liftcast. How did you like it? Because um, it wasn't like like straight to head kilos. It was obviously off of converted off of points. Was that were you paying attention to that because you're just more focused on lifting and you let your handlers pay attention to that, or were you trying to crunch numbers in your head? Being okay, that means I need to pull, do this. How did you find that aspect of it?
1: Uh, I let, I let Marcellus handle most of that. Uh, So it was actually pretty easy for me to not really care. Cause we, when I weighed in, we talked about it right then and there that if I just do what I need to do, I'm gonna take second. So Mm -hmm. for me, my focus was just like the lifts itself because I knew like, if I knew I secured what I needed to secure, like there wasn't much that anyone could do to take that second spot away from me. The only thing that I did wish I paid more attention to, although I don't think it ultimately would have mattered because of how tired I was. But I look back, and I wish I would have paid attention more to how close I was to Ashton for the first spot, as far as, like, being able to deadlift more. And when it came to, like, me going for the 8.15 after, that was just something for me to just, like, tack on the total. And I attempted it. I tried to get myself hyped, but honestly, I was tired – and I didn't really see a point, like in me getting the lift. So as soon as it came, like halfway up, and I started cramping, I just gave up on it because I didn't want to like injure myself, like to injure, like to, to end the meet. Mm. But looking back on it now, I wish I would have known because I was like, if you would have told me I just needed to like deadlift like eight forty, I would have probably. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying I would have got it. I'm just saying I would have had way more energy, and I would have walked right back up. So I was like, oh wait, I have a possibility to get first. I was like, that was cool. <laughs> um, but ultimately I'm glad that that's just more of like a pro series thing. Um, and it's not taken away from nationals because I, I still do value the, you know, total versus total, like the points and the formulas thing, like, eh, like it changes so much. And with me being in the sport, like I was here for Wilkes and then we had, what did we switch? What did we switch over to? It was
2: I, uh, we had IPF points for about a year, yeah, and then we had uh, good luck's IPF points for about a year and a half. Um, yeah. And then now, what's, uh, what's USAPL on now? Dots or yeah, something we're on else? dots?
1: This so this is my fourth. This is my fourth formula that I'm going to be on with with my years coming back to powerlifting. So it's yeah. <laughs> it's but, it
0: changed, it's it's we're, we're into bodybuilding we start. there's this is a good throwback this is it's turning into it could turn into bodybuilding where it becomes subjective you know you won off wilks you lost on ipf points but if we use dots you would have came in third however if we use like you could have four different formulas and you could shake up your top five depending on what formula you want to use we're kind of like we we're talking about earlier it's like i don't want that shit whereas kilos head-to-head kilos take out formulas take out opinion take out fucking it's just, did you lift more than me? Yes. Congratulations. Did I lift more than you? Yes. I won. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of like we were talking about earlier. Where I, Like, we, you know, like I have a our buddy Bill, who's a co-host on this. He's always like, dog, you're always putting down the formulas. And I'm like, I just am not huge on formulas only because like we were talking earlier, it the context changes. Like if we used a different formula for this, uh, Virginia pro the we could shake up the rankings. Whereas like, um, I don't like the fact that like you'd change rankings off of a calculator. I like, perf- I prefer like, like you were saying head to head. That's it, baby kilos is the only formula you need. There's no I, more discussion.
1: So I think that is fun. Like I, I love the exhibition. Like to me, like I view that as more like exhibition, like, it's more like, oh, like the, the what ifs, you know, like right. technically, you know, based off this formula, like, hey, you're the best lifter at this meet, blah, blah, blah. I think that I would feel better about it if we could just stick to one. I think that would also make people feel better about it. Yeah. If we actually just stuck to one, because <laughs> there's been what is it within the past? Five, yeah. The past five years, it was like four different ones that have been used <laughs> and that yeah. like makes people like not have faith in the formula because now we have a true like, Oh, last year, if I did this meet, I would have got this place. But now this year I got this place, even though my total went up, you know, and that causes that, you know, uh, controversy between the formulas. However, if we can, like, I think this conversation will be different if we have dots set in now for USAPL and then like five years from now, we never switch from dots and everyone knows that it's dots and everyone knows how to compare with dots like that this conversation five years from now would be a lot different. Um, kind of like, I don't think a lot of people complain about Wilkes whenever it was that for that long, because all people knew was Wilkes. Because it was Wilkes for like 30 years leading up to it. And everyone knew what a a Wilkes point was. So no one complained about it. It definitely favored the super heavyweights, um, ridiculously. Um, Ray Williams could go into any Arnold and just kind of like do whatever total and win. Mm -hmm. Uh, and no one would complain about that because that's just how it was. Cause it's like, Oh, well, it's just Wilkes. It is what it is. Like mm-hmm. his strength is that, and he deserves this Wilkes and no one's going to complain. But now that we keep changing it, now people are like, well, if we're changing things, well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. You're right though. Yeah. It's true
0: how like if you're used to something for 30 years, if this is the way it was 25 years before you came in the game, it's going to be the way it is the entire time you're in there. You almost don't, you're just like well i mean it is what it is but if it changes all the time yeah you are like well if we're gonna have this discussion <laughs>
1: right yeah. then if, let me bring up, up <laughs> if it's up for you know it was up for discussion it was up for talks you know right. how about we didn't realize we could change, change that if we're changing things yeah oh yeah. uh, funny yeah that's pretty much it
0: u.s raw Nats. it's going to be straight up kilo for kilo um let's see who wins and, and that'll yeah. be, it's a whole, I know what you mean too. Where like, um, I, and not to say I don't enjoy a best lifter thing. Like, I think there should be best lifter for tournaments. I like the idea. Uh, yeah. it's just, I don't know. It's like a weird thing I have with it. Like a conflicted thing with, it. I, I just, uh, uh, there's nothing like a showdown did, kilo for kilo.
1: Did you have that issue back when it was like just Wilts? Um,
0: you know what? So I did, but l- let me put it this way. I I would appreciate let's say um, if John Hack won Worlds and he won best lifter. I can't remember. I can't even remember if he won. No, I don't think he did win the best lifter. Or who won best lifter 2016? Do you remember Rory? Was it Ray Williams? I will find
2: it. Keep talking.
0: Okay, so let's. I am assuming it's Ray Williams, but I'll forever remember John Hack versus Brett Gibbs 2016 Worlds was like, it was crazy big. SBD did a picture of them like with their arms crossed staring each other down like like two boxers or usc fighters and they did like photo shoots like this and it was like everybody tuned in for this showdown between john hack and brett gibbs you know and these are like icons of the sport now but they were like this this was going to make them and um there's nothing quite like having that and whoever won that showdown to me like like, totally stole the show for Worlds, which was John Hack. And we all know what John Hack ended up going off to do. So even if somebody else won Best Lifter, put it this way. I don't remember who won Best Lifter. I'll forever yeah. will remember that showdown.
2: I'll forever... i will just looked it up. I'll give you three guesses who the Best Lifter was: Ray, Ray, Ray Williams, Ray Williams, Ray Williams. Wrong, wrong, wrong. What? Uh, Sergey Fetisenko.
0: Oh, well, see, this is what mm-hmm. I'm saying. So this is what I'm saying. We're like, I don't even remember who the fuck won best lifter for that to just yeah. put in perspective. And that's the best lifter at the world championships. You're the best lifter and everyone in the world was there. That was the world was held in the U S and I don't even remember who it was, but I remember that showdown and I remember how I felt leading into the showdown. And we had a big lead in, I remember the, the showdown was so important for the first time ever at worlds. They had me do an intro saying, like this is John Hack. They had the camera on me, the commentator, and I speak into the camera, and they'd never done that before. And I was like giving the preemptive saying, like, this is our Joe Frazier versus Muhammad Ali. This is our Pete Sampras versus Andre Agassi. This is, these are two undefeated champions from different sides of the world, and they're gonna clash on the platform on platform one right here today. And there can only be one. And I remember giving the show saying the background. Yeah. And then we cut to the platform. It was standing room only. And I remember right down to the last day, Gibbs had the last deadlift in his hands. And if he got it up, he's going to win. Sorry, Rory. Rory's from New Zealand. And I just realized I'm throwing salt in my man's wounds. And um, <laughs> and he's an inch away from from taking it. Like, I'll never forget that. So uh, like, yeah, to answer the question, I think like, like 100% formulas are good too. And I loved how the Virginia Pro, it went, they, they made it work and it was good. Um, but I do, I think there's nothing quite like straight head to head, but it's tough, man, because with the straight head to heads, the reason why Virginia pro was very clever and creative, the straight head to head, it's difficult to find two guys, two girls that close for a Brett Gibbs, John hack situation where it's right to the last deadlift could be back and forth. Oh my God, that was amazing. Sometimes it's not like that. Sometimes it might be like a Russ where like he's quite a bit ahead or Taylor Atwood or yeah. Taylor's quite a bit ahead. And you're like, fuck me. We can't have a showdown. It's been years in the 74s. We haven't had a showdown. It just, it's been years. Taylor's like, we just, it's just not happening. Yeah. So what do you do? So Virginia pros like we can't hope that two guys are that close in total. So it worked. Their idea was like, fuck it. We're going to do the formula. And it might not have worked. It might have been, it might not have worked, but it fucking worked, which is good. I, so I'm it glad. Worked.
1: It worked because of the lifters that we had in it. There, there were so many different storylines that were going into that meet that was just based on points. And then there's so many storylines that came out from the meet after the meat was done. Mm. Um, and I think that is like really what like truly helped it. And I'm, I'm glad that we're not just doing that because you, you gotta have both yeah like and because people value competition at the end of the day for nationals like weight class competitions are still more important just because you need to have it feel as if you're on a certain team and you need to be able to track what your person is doing like when it comes to like the best lifter thing it was cool because of our performances and what we were doing in general and people seeing some weight class like battles within it but ultimately it was kind of like you didn't really understand who was like really about to win until like you were listening to the commentators like towards the end and everyone was pulling for placing and stuff like that but you couldn't really just look at the total and be like oh oh man he's like really beating him like like nope we were all just up into the air like yeah. we we're all just kind of like <laughs> he, we're, a we're,
0: yeah sorry go ahead
1: no i uh, was, head there, head like, head was just all in the air like we all just didn't really know until like it was everyone started pulling because then that's when everyone's points started just like getting different because those spinal deadlifts started getting locked in and those points started shifting whereas the total when you're going head to head those battles of knowing is this person versus that person and you see the, the lifts that this person is making in comparison to that person Like, I'll, like for instance I'll say battles that I remember or things that stick in my head I remember Michael versus Taylor in 2019 that like seeing Michael out squat Taylor, seeing Michael out bench Taylor, like going into deadlifts, him not like, of course, he cramped and he had to take like the token deadlift and stuff like that. But everyone was like going crazy. Yeah. Cause this is the first time they're seeing like Taylor literally just get outlifted. You know, like you watched it. You watched Taylor come out and do his lift, and then you watched Michael come out after. And then be able to have that two and a half or five kilo more than this guy that you, like you're on like the team of like, oh yeah, Taylor has this. And you're watching him like, oh, whoa, oh maybe, I don't know. Like, does yeah. he have yeah. it? And you but don't need I a just, calculator. I know, yeah, you know, you, don't, yeah, like, you, know you knew like no new on the fly. Yeah, no commentator has to say anything. You right. see it. You see that weight being shifted and it's more than that guy. And you're like, whoa, what's going on? Same thing with like Ashton versus Bryce and then, you know, and Mikey, that whole thing. Like, yeah. Being able to see uh, Mikey come out and change his attempt and, like, be like, oh, oh, no, like, he's about to go for, like, he's going for, uh, you know, that second place, like, or he's about to go for, like, this lift or whatever and be able to, like, he lifted more than Ashton. Actually snuck in and got second over Ashton's third, like, coming from 2019. Um, same thing with seeing that, like, knowing, like, what a failed attempt means for some people, too. Like, our, you know, with the controversial uh, Jasmine, versus um uh chloe chloe, uh, chloe yes chloe so seeing that happen to where you see jasmine lock it out you think this is this happened and then you see that she didn't get the lift you know what that meant and you know it's like whoa wait what's going on no one yeah. has to explain it to you like you, you know can do the math
0: just, in your head it, it, you're yeah. like right you look at the scorecard and you're like that would have gave her this on the forecast yes. now she's got that like it's You're right. Yeah. Like it's a, it's so much easier to follow as a sports fan than if it's different weight classes. So it's not by kilo, it's by points. And then you're like, well, if they get this, I got to crunch the numbers. If they get that I'll crunch the numbers. But then what does this squat transfer into that? When we get the bench, what does his bench turn into calculator wise? Like it's hard to forecast. Whereas kilos is kilos. That's it. You know, it's an easy addition or subtraction, man. There is no, you know what I mean? Yeah. I know. I, Totally get what you're saying. Um
1: and it, it just and- it just keeps the audience it keeps the audience in there just for a longer period of time because I, I feel like at the Virginia Pro, if it wasn't so flashy and it wasn't just so entertaining itself in general, I think you would have lost people because like they couldn't keep track and they couldn't like they're like they like they could not buy into it. Whereas when you're watching that head to head matchup or you're watching like the you know the kilos go back and forth, like you're you don't have to be told to be bought in like you're bought in based on the performance and you can mm. easily track it. And so you're like, okay, let's see what happens on bench. Ooh. Okay. Like, like this is happening on bench. Okay. Like that, that's how that finished. Della's come. Oh, what's he opening up at? Oh, he's opening up this. Like, mm. Oh, this is, like you can, you yourself as a fan can be bought into it the entire time without even having the commentator support. And then you add the commentators to it. It just makes it to where like, you're at home, like you're watching on a live stream, you're at home getting the food ready, pop it up on the big screen, and you're just like, you're you're really sold in and bought into it because you understand like you gotta watch every aspect of it. The Virginia Pro, I feel like if it wasn't as flashy, I feel like people would have like tuned off and then came back when around around deadlifts to kind of see how things are shaping up, you know?
0: Yeah, it's kind of like um we had said this on the previous podcast, Rory, where like if you're playing basketball and it's like you make a hoop. From the same distance as me, but because I'm shorter than you, I get this many points. Because you're taller than me, you get slightly less points. And that's the calculator. And then if everybody's doing that, then it's like, fuck means it's hard to keep track who's winning. Uh, you, yeah. You've got this many hoops, but that doesn't mean because there's a calculator involved. So then it becomes a lot harder to track that basketball game. Whereas it's like, it doesn't matter how much our height, whatever... I get a hoop from this distance. It's three. You get a hoop from the same distance. It's three. I dunk it. It's two. You dunk it. It's two. That's it. Doesn't matter. It is what it yep. is a lot easier to follow and keep track of. And, and, and you're right. Like the fans could see it. Add in commentators to tell us background stories. Uh, you know, it just whatever to make it a little more interesting. And then it's say less, I got you. Uh, you know, I can, sure. I can, this is a story easy to follow. Um, in, in talking about some of those storylines, like, How cool was it? Did you get to see Ray Williams squat a thousand pounds?
1: I did. This that was actually my second time being able to see it. Um, because I I competed at Arnold 2019. Oh, was that the first one? Yeah. And that was uh that was when I saw him. No, I don't know if that was no, I don't think that was the first time he squatted a thousand, but that was when he broke like I think he squatted like a thousand fifty or it was like It was when he was well into the thousands and it was like, like just seeing him be able to do that live was crazy. And then him coming back and having his redemption meet and him being able to like squat this thousand, like it was just, it, it was, it's still crazy. Every single time I see him squat a thousand and he's just able to blow it up. It's just, it just doesn't seem real. It doesn't like, I'm watching it. I'm here live viewing it. He did it. And it just doesn't seem real um it's funny funny story with with ray he's that dad dude's funny we're going away and and he's like walking by and stuff like that or whatever and he's like you know trying to like get through and he was like excuse me big guy da da da, da. i was like stop i told him like stop. <laughs> 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 man i was stopping. like i was like you are not about to call me big guy it's like he like do you not well, literally twice my size huh it's Like, literally, twice your size, yeah. like, literally, twice my size, maybe a little bit more. And <laughs> maybe a little don't little act more. as if you even have to say, Excuse me, like, to give me a warning. I see you coming. Yeah, I was already moving out of the way. I saw that you <laughs> needed to get through. I know how this ends up. I, I can understand that you're about to walk me over, like, run me over if, if I don't move myself out of the way. So, right. I just thought that was funny. It's like, Oh, excuse me, big guys, like, you don't. You you know, you don't mean that. I'm not big. You're you can literally dwarf me.
0: (laughs) It is. Uh, I would say that too. uh, It's like humbling when you walk into the warm up room and it's the 120 pluses. If it's like a, a flight of 120 pluses, it's like a flight of like six foot three. Some of them are like, there's a couple, there's one dude, I think from the Netherlands who's like, I swear to God, he's seven feet tall. He looks like he's from game Jesus. of Thrones. He should have an ax in his hand and protecting a wall somewhere because he's <laughs> from fucking game of Thrones. It's crazy. Some of these dudes are huge. And um, one of the few people that I've seen that was like, like larger than life to see was Ray Williams in real life were, you know, there's, I remember watching him. I think it was 2017. It was the world's and uh he was stepping onto the platform, and I heard myself say this. I said, Um, you know when you know when you have all those moments where you hear yourself or you like experience it, and you're just like, Holy fuck, I'm ever so present right now. And um, I said, We're about to watch the world's strongest man do what he does with a thousand pounds loaded waiting for him, and he hits the platform, and I'm like, Holy fuck! And I was watching, and there's Ray Williams. And it's true. Like he's probably not a stronger man in the world comes to squatting. Anyways, like, like he was the Eddie hall when the world's strongest man, the year that Ray did that and Eddie hall reposted um, Ray Williams squat of a thousand said, I could never do this. Eddie hall, who was the reigning world's strongest man said, like, I can't fucking believe this guy. Like it's insane what this guy's doing. He goes, I could never do that. I'm the world's strongest man. Like it's Ray is one of those guys. When you meet him, it's like, Holy fuck. You're meeting a living legend.
1: It's crazy. No, you, you, a a guy to put a thousand pounds on his back have to take, like, like the the overall just danger of that alone, (laughs) of putting a thousand pounds on your back. And for this to be the guy that takes it down to depth and like come up with it and like make it just seem as if like it's not a thousand pounds, like he, like he's like a rocket, like he just comes out of the hole and it's just like, like there is no like slow, um, no slow grind coming out of the hole or anything like that. He just shoots out of the hole with a thousand pounds on his back and he's able to rack it, walk away from it, do a celebration or something, go continue the rest of the lifts, as if like he just didn't he didn't do anything that was that big of a deal. You know? Like it wasn't that taxing for him to squat a thousand pounds. <laughs> like that's Dave you ever,
0: have you ever walked out like a thousand or just like just fuck around, just be like I wanna see what a thousand
1: pounds is like on my back. No, never you gotta never. <laughs> do it, man. You gotta do it.
0: You can squat seven, you could walk out a thousand. I just to feel it. If I could I don't, squat, I don't know if that math I,
1: lines up, so
0: I think I you should know. do it, dude. I like, talk to Marcellus first. Okay. I don't know why you to get hurt, <laughs> but that'd be if I was you, if I could squat a seven Hundo, I'm walking out a thousand just to feel what it feels like. Or just unrack it, don't walk it all the way back. Just let me fucking know what it feels like. Don't I'm- hurt
2: yourself
1: doing some stupid shit. <laughs> <laughs> You haven't lived um,
2: yet. You
0: haven't lived yet till you got a thousand on your back.
1: See, that's the, no, that's the thing. I feel like I would hurt myself just trying to unrack it in general. My shoulders and my back would just look at me and be like, you're that, funny. Yeah, that was you're a problem. Funny.
0: This is a bad idea. Yeah, that's it is the, what it is. It is what it is. Um, so what is next for you, by the way? So Virginia Pro blew it up. First off, I want to ask you. After Virginia Pro happened, holy shit, did you send out a cast and call the, yeah, I'm here now. Um, you throw a 50 kilo on your total. Anybody, like, every everybody and everybody knows about you all over the place now. Um, what was it like after Virginia Pro? Before we move forward, I was about to ask you what's next, but right after that happened, what was it like when it's like, holy shit, that was exactly what I wanted to, was it? What you wanted to showcase. Did you feel like you lift a little something on the table? Or did you beat your expectations? And then people's reception afterwards. Uh,
1: for myself, I actually, I was happy with my performance, but I knew that I had more. So that kind of like ate at me a little bit. I wish that, because for me on squats, the 700 didn't feel heavy. And I was just, before I even took the 700, like this is, I have 700 pounds on my back and I'm about to squat it. Both my quads cramped before I took the 700. And I squatted down with the 700, allowing for the cramp to kind of like unwind. And I pop up with the 700, racket and my quads are dying. Um, and then I walked back, like I had uh, Ashton helping me out. He put like biofreeze on me. And then I had another one of my friends, a B. He like put a TheraGun on me and just try to like get it to where I could stop cramping. Um, And then I went out and I unwrapped 722 and it didn't feel heavy. However, when I got to the bottom, I just had zero leg drive, zero quads. Um, Mm. And based on the speed of the 700, I knew I had a little bit. I knew I had more in me squat wise. And so like I wish that I was I would have been able to do that because if I would have had that, that would have secured like a 2K total. But outside of that, that's, I couldn't be any happier. Like I, I was happy. Like mm-hmm. I was able to take what I did in training, put it to the, to put it to the platform. I was able to shock and basically put myself on the map. Um, as far as like being one of the best in the world. And after that meet, the amount of reach that I was able to have with like just people in general, People uh, reaching out to me in DMs. Uh, people like congratulating me, talking to me. Just different international lifters like reaching out. Like Panna, um, he reached out to me. No shit. Um, yeah, yeah, dude, 60- dude,
0: Panna from France. It's just like let yeah. me slide in this guy's DMs.
1: <laughs> yeah, he like congratulated me on the me. Congratulated me on just like they're all viewing of a, a documentary that we like put out in regards to like. Seen my it, man. Meet. I seen it, yeah. dog. It's good. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. So. It was cool um, getting that uh, love from them. And then it was just cool getting love from, like, people in general. Like, now, like, I go places just within the power of the community and, like, people just saying, like, hey, man, like, that was just, like, a crazy meet. Like, that was great. Like, this, this, and that. Um, and then just overall, I don't know. Like, the overall energy that I have now is, like, I'm just, I'm so hungry for more because, now I have the chip on my shoulder. Like now, people expect things from me. Like because before, I could like before I could have just done whatever and it wouldn't have been a big deal, right? Until I until I totaled the eight ninety five. But now that I totaled the eight ninety five, I have this big expectation on me now. Like what is next for me? Like what what am I going to total next? Am I going to beat Bob? Like all of these things, and it makes me hungry. Like it's mm. just like yes, like feel like fee like I love. People, like, uh, expecting to like, uh, Two White Lights, uh, other podcasts with Angelo and Steve, they, within their storyline, they had high expectations uh, of me, only because Angelo gets to see me a lot, because uh, he's here in Houston now, so he kind of, like, knows what I'm capable of. He lives and, in Houston now? Yeah, he lives in Houston now. He moved.
0: Man, Texas, everybody's going to Texas, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, everyone, yeah, no, it's crazy. Like, he's here, uh, Jamal's here you know, in Houston. So, um, now he lives here. So there's a bunch of people like, like Houston's turning into the powerlifting Mecca. Yeah, I, I um, but so like when he was talking on the podcast, like even going into the Virginia pro meet, the expectations that he put on me, I was like, I, I feed off of that. Like, I love that. Like I love being able to walk into a meet and the, ch- like people expect something out of me and I have to perform. And if I don't perform to a certain standard, people get disappointed or like I let people down. Like I love that being the case versus I go into the meet and I always have to like shock people or go into the meet and no one expects anything out of me. Mm. Like that doesn't give me that that same drive, I guess I would say. But like, it's nice knowing now that like, no no matter what platform I step on, people think and people like just pay attention to what I'm doing. People pay attention to like, oh, hold on, hold on peachy's about to go squat peachy's yeah. about to like go bench peachy's about to go deadlift and it actually means something because they're like oh like he actually is is a contender in this meet like let's pay attention and like puts that pressure on me and i love pressure love pressure
0: it's fun it's funny uh, another dallas guy i remember russ saying in his comments one of his captions um was this type of pressure is a privilege yes and that's it one one sentence I think, I don't know if it's leading into worlds or raw gnats is one of the big meets. And he's like, this type of pressure is a privilege. And that was like, fucking some people, like when they feel pressure, they feel the opposite. They don't like the pressure it's putting, you know, it's stress, but he put into context, like, no, but people care. That's why you feel pressure. People yeah. actually care what you're doing. You know, how unique that is 99% of people walk around. No one gives a fuck, you know, whatever you're doing, whatever the shit you're, competing in a sport and people actually take notice and people who've never met you in real life, like are watching and, and could be like, you know, Petri fans and be like rooting for you. And like, it's pressure, but it's a privilege to have that, you know, not right. many people ever have that. And, um, and that's going to be different now. Like there's no going back. The gene, the, right. the- the toothpaste is out of the bottle, man. It's it's um, you know it is what it is now. Like you had, you know, once you put up eight ninety five and the twenty twenty one year happened, it's all all eyes on you, man. Uh, which is like if that if that makes you rise to the occasion, twenty twenty two is going to be big for you.
1: Yeah, twenty. Yeah, this is one of the things that I'll I tell people is like this isn't this isn't the coming out party of like, Oh man, I made it. I said, no, no, no. This is more than entryway to me. Just beginning. Mm. Like this, this this is the start. This is, this is my start. This isn't like, Oh, I worked this hard and worked this long so I could get to this point. No, 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 no. I am finally starting my powerlifting journey. This is the start of it for me personally, Mm. because now I have it to where the pressure's on me. And that is a whole nother level of lifting at that point. Because it's all cool to lift in this sport, but you kind of, like, you bounce around, and you're making somewhat progress. And, like, yeah, you're strong, but, like, no one's really, like, caring, like, what you do because you're not about to win, and you're not about to be a champion or, or close to a champion. But now that you're in that position of you're about to get a title or you're, people see that you can have a title, and they, they expect they expect a title out of you. Mm. It's like, okay. All right, that's the extra edge I needed. Like, that's the pressure being put on. Watch me take this that y'all thought was, like, shocking the world and watch me continue to just stack on and stack on and stack on and stack on. And, yeah, that's what I look forward to the most is I want to look back at this moment, this 895 kg total, and be like, I remember when that was my strength as I'm sitting here with this like 930, like 940 kg total and be like, I remember when people thought that was big.
0: Mm. Is it, um, and Rory, if you got, if you got questions, you jump in, but, um, what are like your year to five year, like, what is it going to look like in five years? What do you want to achieve in the next? You're only 25. Are you still 25? Uh,
1: 26, turn 26 in September.
0: Okay. 26. Um, so you got, fuck me. You got you got to ways, right? Like this is powerlifting, man. You can go for another 10 years if you want to. Um, and you're a 10-year vet already. W- what do you want to accomplish when you look back? Let's say you're 45 and you look back. What are the things you want to have notched?
1: Things that I want. I want to, I want to post a total that no one has ever done before. Um, at you know 97.5 or 98 kg or even 100 kg eventually right as i gain weight uh i want to win consecutive national titles and with this whole like, usapl like ipf situation or whatever it's i want to be able to if i win enough titles as a as a pro i know that i can always find a way to like, worlds or whatever, and I know that, like, like, I, I do want to, I want to compete against someone, like, internationally. Like, I do. Like, I want to be able to, like, I don't know. Like, one one thing that would be really cool for me is if I could meet an Anatoly or, like, Emil or a Gustav and, like, they get stronger, and then, of course, like, I'm gonna get stronger, and then I'd be and I beat them. And I can say like, I went head to head and I went toe to toe with like that person from over there, blah, blah, blah. And I beat him or I beat them. Um,
0: are you talking like, um like eventually one of those years, you go an IPF route and try to win a world title to add on to your USAPL titles. Um, right. And then, yeah, like, like you could conceivably over the course of the next five six seven ten 10 years, bounce back and forth or whatever, right? Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh... Yeah,
1: because like the way that I see it is I I can hop onto that route at any given point and then do it for a year and then go back. And then, of course, I'll be banned or whatever. But then at that point, I would accomplish what I wanted to accomplish right. um, with it. And that's just something that I've always um, wanted to do. One total goal for me that I've had ever since I started powerlifting is 858. I've always wanted that. Eight, five, eight. Eight, five, eight. 800 squat, five hundred bench, eight hundred. Okay,
0: I th- dude, I thought for a second, I was like, I thought you're talking kilo total. I'm like, what <laughs>
2: <fuck?"> I, was <laughs> like I was like, what I was are like you predicting an injury? Thing, like, does he does he <laughs> not know that he's above that now? Like, does he not know? I was, like
0: I, was like, I got good news for you. <laughs> 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 you can retire. You've hit your lifetime goal. Um, yeah, no, that that'd be. huge huge 858 no. would be an absolute yeah. monster
1: nine two point five kg total is what i is what i want so Holy 2100 shit. so that's eventually like what i want within these five years like i want 952.5 if not more
0: i don't know if you know this but um on the on the ipf website the bid for the u.s or for the world championships 2023 is the u.s I'd have no really? idea if that matters for your timeline, but the U.S um, I don't know if it's official yet. I, I don't know when they make them official, but that's the bid, and it's the only bid is the US. 2023 IPF World Championships is coming to the U.S. Um, I'm not sure what state it is, but uh,
2: this is uh, Fort Lauderdale, Orlando.
0: Well, fuck me, man, I, it's close to you too, Doc. So anyways, the Anatoly crew. But in in Emil in all those all those uh international 105s, um, Gustaf, whatever route. Well, those are 105s. It depends on how big you are by then. Yeah. But um, I mean, or or Gavin Aiden and and Kaiko are still 93s. If you're still 93, um, like they're they're going IPF. So whatever route, whether it's 93 or 105, worlds is coming to, to the US. <laughs> So much shortly, my man. So anyways, it, it depends on uh, whatever. Um, and remember, it's it's suspended, not banned. So you could always go back okay. and forth. It's just within 12 months. There's like a, a space in between. So you just plan it out and be like, okay, this year is this route. This year is that route, yada, yada, right? Like you got yeah.
1: Yeah. to. I'm um, always on like, because I, I go, I love competition, period. Like I just, I love going towards like, I love going towards the the, the competition and that's always something that I would like will always sit with me and I'm okay with because if I accomplish what I wanted to accomplish here with nationals and going against Bob and just like handling business as I should there then next year I I would definitely be open to all right now I just want to prove that like I can do this on a world stage especially a bit of being local that would be really cool that'd be easy travel for me dude yeah.
0: tell me your parents or your family watching at the world championships, man, few people, one percenters are going to feel that. And that's it. You know what I mean? Like one percenters could talk about world titles and
1: that's it, man. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm open. Like, I'm not a big, like, I'm not a big, like worlds guy, like like the, the world title, like that part doesn't, for me, doesn't really like, you know, I could I could care less about the title part. Really? Mine is more like who did I beat? Like I want to know who I beat. Like that that is what I care. I'll tell those stories to my kids forever, and I'll talk about I'll hype other people up and be like, yeah, but all that hype that I just said about this guy, I still beat him though.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like that's that. true. That's true. Hopefully you have best of both, right? Like um, um yeah. you beat good people at worlds is is what you would what you would hope for.
1: Yeah, um, like that's why I. I like I wanted to be, I, looking at Anatoly and Emil, that's why I keep going that route more. Then I'll say, and then Gustav, I, like if he gets bigger, who knows? Like he he looks like he could get bigger, so mm-hmm. I wouldn't be shocked if he ends up going up as well. Um, True. And then I feel like Gavin and Keiko are kind of like with their height. I feel like they're gonna stay 93s for like a good while. Um, yeah. I I see myself gaining weight and not wanting to cut back down, so watching Anatolian and Emile's strength, they're, they are hungry. And they, their numbers have been climbing, like, year in, year out. And I, this is clearly, like, the total that they have right now, they're not done. So I feel as if, like, within these next two years, for sure, um, the total is going back and forth. That will be, like, really good competition for me to say that I beat them because um, they'll – I mean, we'll all be, like, you know, neck and neck. Or, like, it would have to be, like, I have to show up and execute Fully in order for me to beat them. So that would be really cool for me to say, like, hey, I beat those two guys that come from this other place, yada, yada, yada. Hey, I beat Bob. And like, look at, you know, tell my kids the story of Bob and like how strong he is and all the things he was able to do in the gym and like on the platform. I still beat him. For me to be like, I beat Ashen or I, or tell the story of Ashen and then be able to say that, like, yeah, but that was a great feat at the time, but your dad surpassed that, you know? Mm. Um, like, that – I value that because I feel like you're only – strong is strong, but I feel like whenever you can beat someone who's also just pushing you and on your neck, you being able to rise to the occasion and beat them, that shows, like, true – I don't know what I want to say with that. It's just, it just shows, like, that, that that true sense of you are that athlete. Like, you are that guy. Because it's, it's easy – I've seen it before. Like, people can – put up huge displays of strength when there's no competition. Right. But as soon as they get competition, all of a sudden they fold, you know? Yeah. I I love seeing the people that even when it's not easy and even when like they're pressured to go nine for nine or eight for nine, that they're like, yeah, I, I did go nine. Like Keiko, when Keiko won Worlds, that was crazy because he was pressured.
0: Yes, he was. He, he, <laughs> yes, was he was, sir. Yeah. Like, like he, a diamond, that was, sir.
1: That was not easy. Like, and for him to rise up to that occasion and to execute with literally people being on his throat, that will that's something that will stay with me forever. Um, because like Russ's performance at worlds, don't get me wrong, it's a great performance, but no one came close. So to me, like, eh, you know, like. Sort, yeah, like I mean, yeah, same thing at nationals, at nationals. I love how he said, Oh, y'all think that y'all are close? I'm gonna, cru- I, I'm going to now rise up because y'all are, y'all are actually kind of pushing, y'all are actually kind of getting somewhat close. So let me just like, let me just stomp on your neck real quick, you know, yeah. like that energy. That energy is like, I love that, like, I love that it, it, it. Yeah, it is tough.
0: Like, sometimes you'll have Atwood and Atwood and Russ haven't been in a battle in a minute um but but 2 years ago russ was going toe to toe with brett gibbs and it yeah. was he take an l come back and take a win it, yeah. it's it's weird like powerlifting is like some years certain weight classes have somebody's way ahead and it's like well shit it's going to be tight it's going to be or it's going to be tough it's going to be kind of steamrolling job and then other years it's like i don't know who's going to win like when russ and brett last time we had worlds not the one this year but the one before I picked Brett to win Russ won, but then Brett won the last before that. Like it was flip-flop. Like that's when it's like, Holy shit, you know, there's nothing better than that. Right. Like, but you can't control who shows certain years like um, Heather Connor in the 47s for a long time. It's just Heather's like right now, it's just steamrolling turbo tiff comes out of France and she's only 20 years old. People come out of nowhere from all over the world. People just come out of yeah. nowhere. And it's like, hey, guess what? I'm 20 years old and I'm doing these numbers that like nobody's hit as well. So it's like, holy, when did this happen? Like people come out and um, it's something special when that happens. But the problem is, like, you kind of get lucky when you have a rival. Like, like yeah. uh, when someone shows up and you're like, oh, we're gonna, we're gonna, like you and Bob right now. We're gonna yeah. clash and it's gonna be a good one. And people are gonna get excited. You don't always get that. That's why you got to like soak it up about like you telling your kids, you're saying, Hey, I beat this guy. One thing I'll say about a world title in 25 years, 30 years, whatever. Somebody doesn't even have to know what powerlifting is or know anything. And you just say like, you're like, I was a powerlifter. and they're like, how good were you? You don't got to give me a 25 minute story about who Bob Matthews was. You could say, <laughs> you could say I was a world champion. And he'll be like,
1: say less. And like, You're good. I got you. And then, and that's it. I don't, I don't think I might not even care about powerlifting. Some, somewhat, somewhat. I don't, I don't know about that one because since there's so many different federations and there's so many different world champions. Yeah. yeah.
0: Most people won't.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: true. I don't think, see, yeah, this is true. I don't find them. There, there are some world champions out there that I don't think are you know, really world champions. This is different. This is different. I, I didn't want to say that, but if I have to
1: say, yeah, I think there's like no, uh, no, no. I, no, I, no, I, I get that, that there are the different like IPF world champions, clearly like like the the top tier. But it's like 25 years from now, I. I know some people that I know right now that definitely twenty five years from now will tell their you know you know people like oh, I was a world champion. But I know I'm like, Ooh. <laughs> really? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> like I was like, I'm gonna need you to expand on that world champion. I'm gonna <laughs> you, I need you to tell the I'm gonna need you to tell the full truth of your world championship. <laughs> you,
0: you would, yeah, you would have to know powerlifting to know that though. Like you would have to yeah. be in. But you're right. There'll be a couple cats who were like, "What world's we talking about, man? Because I don't remember yeah. you there." Like, yeah, oh. I don't. <laughs>
1: <laughs> a, yeah
0: so, let's expand on that like, well, well,
1: what were your numbers again yeah exactly that was oh well, okay what world? how many how people this, were though? there again how many yeah. people actually showed up like yeah
0: what, what world was this was this earth i mean what the fuck? Was <laughs> gravity was gravity different when you were lifting because that fucking numbers don't seem too heavy um uh, but yeah. yeah anyways no i know <laughs> is true. but yeah it's a, that's the thing at 26 men, the world's your oyster you know, like who the fuck knows what you can 10 years from now, what you're going to up accomplishing, man. And doors open up. You never even thought like who the flip knows, you know, like you just, you take it piece by piece like you're doing and um, just keep your, keep your options open, man. That's yeah. the best yeah. advice I could give. Cause I swear to God, 10 years ago, I had no flipping while well, you were around 10 years ago too, but like, you can't call it, man. The, be, the best thing is just like, just keep options open. You know what I mean? And you never freaking know which route you're going to go.
1: Yeah, I, I, go, I go to the competition. I, right. And wherever that leads me, that is just where it leads me. But I know one thing that when I step on the platform, I'm always about to compete. And mm-hmm. it's about to be a good time. and It's about to be a battle. Like, I love, like I love, I love battling. I, I love it. Like, I don't care if, I mean, of course I care if I lose. But it's, if I lose a battle and it's like a battle, it's like, man, like, I love, I, I respect it so much. And I was like, all right, let me get back to the drawing board. Let me get stronger. Let me come back, you know? And it's just that ongoing thing. Like, I, I just love battles. Love it. Love yeah. competition.
0: And if you get yourself into a, like, people remember sports rivals too. Like, sports rivalries. Like, when I think yeah. about, like, even even team sports. Team sports have, like, rivals. Like, this these two teams clash in the finals three years in a row. It's a big deal. People remember that. Or, like, if it's individual sports, like, if you get yourself a sports rival, you need that person it's a weird thing man even though they're your rivals like if they weren't there you weren't going to get pushed like you're talking about and you yeah. could take an l come back get a win and then the story's so much better when you tell the story i took yep. an l i had to come back get a win he came back i took an l and then we, we had a fifth match and like it was like that's the shit that people like oh but if it's just yeah i'm five and oh against the same dude <laughs> it's like well you know, the, the sixth time I, you meet him, it gets less and less impactful,
1: isn't it? I even, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I even like how it, it, it feels like fights. Like, I love, like, seeing, like, like, uh, um, like McGregor versus Diaz, like, you know, yeah. two or right. three or, you know, something like that. Yeah. Like, I love, like, like, I hope that I'm pretty sure this will be a storyline going into this Nationals. It'll be like Bob versus Petrie, two, you know? Right. Like, it would be like, like, this is the second coming, like, and it's like, all right, Bob versus speech three, Bob versus speech four. People like call it out like that. It's like, man, do you remember like Bob versus speech three? Like whenever like Bob did this and like Peachy did that. Like, I-, I feel like I'm definitely blessed in a sense of like, I get to have that, you know? And mm-hmm. then hopefully I get to like, wh- you know, create that with other newcomers and other people that come along. Um, but that's like, that's what I live for is like that storytelling ability of like, Oh man! Like, look at this competition you're at. Look at, like, tell me the story about that competition versus that person, and just that keep going on and on and on.
0: I mm-hmm. love it. That's it, man. That's what sports is all about. It brings yeah. up the best in you.
1: Yeah, I even like the, uh, like, I love storylines like that. Even like Jamar and Russ, like, like the the storyline of like who's going to be the first to squat 700. Yeah, you know, like it's like going toe to toe with like number selection as far as like getting the 700. And then watching Jamar at this past nationals put in that 700 attempt. When you thought based off that six seventy something that it wasn't in there, and then him coming through, rising like him, Dude, didn't he miss? you just huh? What did he miss? Which one did he miss? So, so he didn't miss. So, like he, so he did six seventy on the second attempt, and it was a grinder, like it was a grind. And you're like, ah, oh, this just isn't it today, you know? Like so, you see, so you see, Russ put in like you know his second attempt flies, so he puts in what his third is going to be. And you see Jamar put in that third attempt, seven hundred, like chip chip the record. Aaron, like,
0: dude, I'm did like, you know the background story with Kicking Lifts and that? Huh? I I fucking uh. Arian is a co-host, and um, I told Arian because I've been talking about Jamar being the first one to squat seven hundred. Like for years though, and like been yeah. going off. Like this is the one. This is the one, and then it comes and goes. Didn't happen. Okay, this one. This one though comes and goes. Doesn't happen. So this Nationals, I fucking told Aaron. I'm like, if Jamar doesn't squat 700, um, King of lifts is yours for the next month. I'm giving <laughs> you the passwords. I'm giving you the passwords. Everything. And people heard the podcast. Like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? They're like <laughs> If Arian takes over King of the List, what is it gonna look like for the next month? I'm like, I don't afterwards, I'm like, I think I might have made a mistake. <laughs>
2: like, I think you originally said a year and then you were like, oh fuck, and brought it back to brought it back down to a
0: month. I, I probably said for life and then brought it down to a year and then brought it down to a month. And then but when the podcast is over, it's like, I gotta tell my partner. It's like, holy shit, I don't know what the uh, anyways. Um, and then afterwards, Jamar, I made a video clip and put it out, and Jamar's like, Fucking no pressure, huh? I got I kind like shit, man. And I was like, I mean when he hit I remember um when he did 670 and it was a struggle bus and it was like holy smokes people were sliding in my DMs being like, holy shit, Arian's about to take King of the Lifts. And <laughs> I was like, no. I was watching the live stream like, oh my God. People were tagging me in stories saying like, Arian's about to take over King of the Lifts after the second. And I remember I was like, holy fuck, I was sweating bullets. And then Jamar loads up 700. And I'm like, oh, please God, hit this. <laughs> and I was like, there's, I thought I like, there's no chance in hell. 7, 670 looks so hard. I'm like, this is fucking bad news And Jamar smoke. seven. he said, like, I did, like obviously D and like, dude, I almost had a heart attack, but thank God. And he's like, uh, man, I cut some weight. I just had to tighten my belt. Yep. Just went hit back, tighten my belt, literally and figuratively. I tightened my belt and I fucking went out there and hit it. And I was yep. like, Oh, thank God. I almost lost it. I, yeah, almost- I
1: was, I was, I was back. I was at home and I'm just like, man, what's going on? I was like, it's like I know he has the strength for seven hundred. I was like, like seven hundred is going down. And then when he did the second attempt, I was like, man, I was like, <laughs> let's see what he puts in. And he put in seven hundred. I was like, all right, if he put in seven hundred, he's gonna get it. Because one thing about Jamar that I know is he's he's confident with the choices that he makes, and he makes like smart decisions. And if he put that number in, there's something that he knows that he's able to get this done and i was but i was still just on seat i was like i don't know i was like let's see and then he comes out of the hole and i see how smooth it is and i was like this is what i'm talking about yeah, I was like, let's yeah. dude you I was thought you, so excited
0: you thought you were yelling i was yeah, like but you <laughs> <shout> <laughs> it up for my chair like oh, thank you sweet jesus <laughs> i became religious right there i believed it was a miracle <laughs> and arian sending me dms like son of a bitch after the second one he's like what's the password I'm like, take. He's got a
1: third attempt. What's the password? I'm like, yeah, not yet. <laughs> that's that's how you know it wasn't meant for Arian to have it. That's, that's right, how man. You know. it's not. That's destiny, how you know. Man. Not yet.
0: Not, and I'm not doing that again because I almost had a heart attack. I'm not betting the fucking passwords anymore. I thought it was such a cool idea on the podcast. You're like, yeah, and then afterwards, like, this is a fucking mistake. I mean, Like this was too exciting. But um, I don't know. Anyways, yeah, that was that was something. But yeah, you guys are you guys got the same coach, right?
1: Yes. Yeah. All, all of us. It's actually like a whole squad. I mean, Marcellus coaches me, Ashton, Bob, Michael, Jamar. You guys are
0: blowing up, man. Marcellus is blowing up.
1: Yeah, he he is in my eyes. Um, he is like he's a he's a top like top top like coach here. Like I see like let another year or two go by. And let a, a few more championships come out, and kind of like like actual like titles for most of us to be like solidified, and then it's it's you know craftsmanship versus flex right now. But I can see the takeover, the takeover happening. I can see to where it's just because there's ladies that he has on his roster as well that are freaks like Jordan and um, uh, I, I don't know her name. Like her, I know her name actually. Hold on, I can look this up too. Yeah, he's,
0: got, he's got he's got shooters man uh, we we me and rory were checking it out before we came on the podcast
1: oh laisha uh Gardner, so like buffy black uh black sakana um and so yes her uh it's just with the roster like the stuff that he has like with us guys and the females on his team is just yeah it's, it's about to be crazy for him like he's He's definitely about to put like he already has a stamp a little bit. I feel like, but you're about to like get the whole foot in your mouth. Um, coming <laughs> in twenty twenty two and twenty twenty three for sure.
0: Yeah, man, he's definitely got. Um, it, it'll just take a little bit of time to like you said, gather those titles, man. Um, yeah. you know, there's only so many titles up for grabs, so everyone you guys get it's another title for his camp. But yeah, he's in the last like year and a half is when he started really like you guys started all breaking through. This year was big. Um, with the emergence of yourself, uh, like we already knew about like Jamar, you know, Michael C and whatnot. But like you guys are starting to really push to the forefront. And Michael has moved to 82 and a half now. He's moved up a weight class or not?
1: Yes. I from the last time I talked to him, I don't I don't know where his headspace is at, at this very specific moment. But um, last time I talked to him, that's just a better move for him moving up into that weight class. Uh, for him to just really, like, fill out his frame even more and just overall not have, like, um, s- the certain issues that would arise, like, on the day of the meet and performance. But mm-hmm. it'll probably take a little bit for him to get to that 82.5 because even at the at the pro, like, he didn't cut either, and he was just eating into it. And Dude, I was wait. surprised
0: how light he was, man.
1: Yeah, I thought he'd be it. a lot heavier. Yeah, that, that's what everyone was thinking about. I would see Mike, and I'm like, no, you're not, like – that much heavier, like he, he also doesn't sit that heavy in the off season either. So um it's just that that extra two kilos that he had to cut, you know, or extra three kilos he would have to cut going into the weeks before, it just doesn't fit his body type and just with you know diminishing returns. So but him being able to eat up, I'm really excited to see what he's able to do within this next year. Like yeah. just pack on more muscle, fill out his frame. I know that squats gonna go stupid, bitch is gonna go stupid. Del if is going to go stupid. It's, it's going to be cool to see.
0: Yeah, him at a full 82 and a half, he'll be a monster. I want to yeah. see him pack on. I thought he'd be a little heavier because it's been a minute since he's 74. But um, he yeah. might just have a fast metabolism, be a slow game yep. in terms of gaining weight, which isn't the worst thing in the world to have. I mean, I,
1: <laughs> he, dude. he'll always look jacked. So that's good. Like, I just saw him yesterday yeah. uh, up in Dallas. I'm like, man, like, he wanted to go pick up a plate. And I'm just looking at like how big he is. I'm like, It makes me question my weight sometimes. I'm like, (laughs) I was like, are are you sure you're like 160, 170 something? Because I feel like you're bigger than me. So
0: (laughs) some of those dudes are like that where they look huge and they don't weigh that much, but they look fucking huge when you see them.
1: Huge. Yeah. Like him and Charles seeing both of them yesterday. It was like, yeah. Charles Apoco. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He's the same. He was actually exactly what I was thinking of uh when i was thinking that because he's 100 yeah. when he was 66 um that's 145 pounds man. yeah that's not a large like heavy weight, but he's jacked jacked but he, uh man
1: he looks like he he looks like he weighs 180 to 200 yeah and, and he's in the 150s right now and i'm like All right, i i don't understand i don't yeah. understand how that's possible physically yeah.
0: <laughs> it is what it is man um uh, so <laughs> how can people do we've been crushing how long have we been recording is it's been two and a half hours now
2: it's nine o'clock.
0: Just we're coming out. up on two and a half. Fuck. We are crushing, crushing time here, Brendan. We're going to have to do this again, sir. How do people get a hold? Do you do coaching by the way?
1: I uh, do coach. I do okay. coach.
0: Let people know how they could reach you if they want some coaching, sir.
1: Uh, if you want some coaching, you can reach me at my IG handle. It's going to be bless Petrie, B-L-E-S-S-E-D-P-I-T-R-E, my last name. Um, just... Fill out the form. It's the link in my bio. Um, or you can just shoot me a DM, and I'll walk you through it as well. Uh, and you can reach out to me at any time. So, um, Whatever
0: it is. Man. Any sponsors you want to thank as well?
1: Yes. I have recently signed on with Stoic, so I want to shout them out. I actually just opened my carrot package today, and I'll be making like the official announcement post or whatever uh, after I get done with this uh, podcast. And funny. I want to thank Stoic. Uh, I want to thank them for bringing me on the team. I really look forward to like growing with them and shout out to them. Use code blessed. If any of you guys want to get, you know, 10% off of any items and stuff like that. So yeah. And that's really it. <laughs> thank you for coming
0: on, man. Two and a half hours. I appreciate your time and uh, look at me. Good luck. I'll be obviously reposting and sliding in some DMS and good luck in training. Stay injury free in
1: the next competition. Which which one is it? Next competition for me will be nationals. So okay. June. So look right, out for man. June.
0: We got time. And we know how many <laughs> kilo you can put on in six months. Oh, A <laughs> fucking lot. If history is any indication. So we'll keep in contact, my friend. Good luck with you. Yes. Trace.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you for having me on. See you, buddy. Thanks for coming on again, Rory. Talk to you later.